What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new one coming right at you. But real quick, just a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the video versions of And Now We Drink. The video versions are available on Vimeo at www.anwd.net slash videos. You can get all the videos streaming for $6 a month, or you can buy individual episodes for $0.99 a piece. I know what you're thinking. But Matt, I can get a bunch of other podcasts free of charge. That is true. But buying the video version of this show goes a long way to help me cover costs. It helps me make up for the time-consuming process of editing video and trying to bring a good show to you week after week after week. So I'd appreciate it if you check out the video versions. There's a couple of them that are there free of charge. www.anwd.net slash videos. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please and comes packaged with features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. Can't beat it, drinking buddies. Rad vinyl. Art. Cocktail recipes. What else do you want out of life? So check that out today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. We are also brought to you this week by our friends over at Gamefly. Gamefly.com has over 6,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as old school systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many handheld and console games as you'd like and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much that you don't want to sell it, you can keep it for a low used rate. You can't beat that. Games are expensive. Before you drop your hard-earned coin on buying a game, play it. Make sure you're not going to breeze through it. Make sure you actually like it. Check it out on Gamefly. Sign up today for a premium 30-day trial for free. One game out, shipped directly to you with a pre-addressed envelope, included for easy returns. No contract, cancel anytime. Do that at www.gameflyoffer.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.gameflyoffer.com slash ANWD. My guest this week is adult performer Sarah Starr. Sarah hasn't been on the show in a couple years, so we did a bunch of catching up and got really silly drinking some moonshine. So this was a lot of fun. Sit back, relax, pop a cold one. And enjoy drinking buddies. Sarah, what's going on? Long time no fucking see. I know. It's been years plural. Yeah. I think it was last time when we walked the carpet at the Expos nomination party two years ago. Yes, I think so. Holy shit. How have you been? Good. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm totally jumping the gun. So. Oh, Oh, there's a bag. It's crinkly. I don't. So did it come from a store? This did not come from a store. Mm. I mean, it might have come from the back of a store. Hey, I know that feeling. So, 
Oh but, my god, it's a mason jar full of pee. We're supposed to shake this, right? Yeah, oh god, there's sediment. Yeah, you better shake that. <laughs> so for the audio audience, for the people not watching this on Vimeo, <laughs> I have a mason jar full of um, un- unhealthy looking urine. Yeah. That has an A on it. I hope that's not for AIDS. Oh. Mm, here, have some AIDS infected urine, Matt. Drink it on mic. Oh boy, here we go. So in reality, my buddy Dan, shout out to my boy Dan, lives down in southern Indiana and northern Kentucky. The Appalachians. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> and geography is not my strong suit. For as much as I travel, that's really, really bad, actually. Um, but he has some family that lives here in L.A. And he, I guess they were visiting me, sent some moonshine. Legit. Fucking moonshine. Yeah, that's that's legit. It's not the white lightning, like it's not the clear stuff. Oh, that's, that's the other jar. Oh god. Oh, there's there are optionals. Yeah, do we want to do apple or do we want to do white lightning? Oh, that's what they use for. Let's do the apple so I can compare it to what I'm familiar with, because I've had apple pie moonshine before. So I'm very curious how a true Kentucky apple pie will stand up to a backwoods Louisiana apple pie moonshine. It's almost a redneck off. Oh, it is. It's a, yeah, it's like the Battle of the Billies. <laughs> now, can I open the jar? <laughs> oh, well, no, no. It's the... <laughs> Apparently, we're not drinking this because I can't no. get the jar open. <laughs> keep, keep trying. Are we going to have to find a neighbor? Do we phone a friend? Oh, goddamn. They fucking <laughs> they sealed this fucker on. Did you have to, like, what is it, the tapping of the lid? Oh, not on the glass. Don't, don't, oh, God. Crash shatter. You broke the table. You broke the goal. Oh, that would be my life where it broke everything and got all over my gear. Floor, right. Everything's broken. <laughs> and that was a fun show. Like, well, this would be the last. And now we drink podcast. <laughs> but apparently, this isn't. And now we didn't drink. <laughs> Jesus, I think I just blew out my wrist. I'm getting old. <laughs> Who knows? If it makes you feel better, I have a wrist support in my bag because I have wonky wrists. Work hazard. I don't have that work hazard. I got no excuse. <laughs> Just fucking falling apart here. What? This is almost the. This is almost more entertaining than actually getting to the potential pain of this. Is that you can't open it. <laughs> <laughs> this is pure fucking. Oh my god! This is not a bit, guys. I can't get the jar open. I'm glad that it's you because I know if you can't open it, I definitely cannot. So I'm just. Oh, I'm going to laugh my ass off if you're like. Hunk. Oh, that would be really funny. But oh. I know that's not going to be. The well, let's see if you sort in the stone this shit. Oh, I didn't mean to whap your mic there. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. What they do, they super glue it closed. <laughs> they were like, let's just put a bunch of like honey and resin and close it. Good idea. No, I don't know what's wrong with this. I say you just like screw a hole in the top and put a straw in it. Then we're gonna have to kill the whole jar. Well, you know, there's alcohol poisoning can be fun. Uh, hard pass on that. <laughs> hard pass on the alcohol poisoning. So it's like you gotta live a little. Come on, motherfucker. Open up. I want your innards. Give me your innards. Open up. We need an adultier adult. <laughs> <laughs> that's the story of my life. We always I, need it. I, I know. I'm like, is there someone more adulty around? He's like, come do the podcast. I'm like, sure. And I showed up in pajamas, <laughs> slippers, even slippers. <laughs> it's like, 
Motherfucker. I don't. On the other hand, I also don't know why I'm not left-handed. I don't know why I keep trying to open this with my left. Um, I'm not sure. God damn it. Are, are you going to have to like step off camera and do the butter knife around the rim thing? Or I think I am. God damn. <laughs> so we will be right back. One moment. <laughs> this I, is this is actually I did not pretty realize, funny. I did not realize how much of a mission this was going to be to get open. It's kind of funny though because you're really getting punked by that jar. Do you have like a pair of cable locks to to wrench out of it? Actually, I didn't actually. <laughs> like I might. <laughs> That's not going to do it. What's under the sink? <laughs> oh, he, he took me literally on that one. I used it on a pasta sauce once and it worked. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is, this is great. Okay, good. I'm, my head's out of the way, so the camera, my camera can catch you having a, an entire fit over my shoulder. I've never been denied alcohol so much in my life. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> when the jar says sure type, they don't, they're not fucking around. Who, who who closed this? Like, did they find... I'm trying to think of someone who's super strong, like... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is almost like when you're shooting a porn scene and the guy can't come. And it takes a really, really, really long time. Except for in this case, it's that we really want to try this and we have our glasses ready and it's just not getting there. I'm denting the can. I'm maybe making this worse. Like, hey. Potentially hey. make this worse. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so are we going to have to do the other one? Oh, it's going to be awful if the other one won't open either. Do you just, do you have a backup mason jar in the event we do have to just pop the... I'll find something to put it in once we get it open. Yeah, just pop the seal and I don't know. I really don't know the right answer. I would say pop the seal, but that's the rest. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? It might create a vacuum and it won't pour out. You'd have to like cut it. Well, you do it like a fucking um Hawaiian punch can. You do both sides. Right, right. There's some kinds of fruit in Hawaii punch. But we're not sure what is in this apple moonshine. Oh, that it sounds like it sounds like a saw movie. It sounds like a saw movie happening in the kitchen right now. He's gonna come back with no paw. I will not be denied the alcohol. The bulk of this podcast is gonna be us just trying to get to it. Oh, what the fuck? What'd you do? Nothing. Apparently he threatened it enough and it magically opened. Which is all off mic, so that's gonna sound horrible in post. Yeah, it'll it'll be an aesthetic. It still looks like pee. Ooh, that smells appley. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, that smells appley as fuck. So I'm scared. I don't know how much of that's going to actually make it into post because I was horribly off mic. 
I could still hear you if that helps. Okay, we'll see. So we'll see. It'll, it'll be low, but I could hear you if that makes a difference. Well, <laughs> that was a goddamn mission. <laughs> I just used like half of my tools. I was improvising, and then I just went back to it and went boom, and it just popped right open. See, with my left, with my fucking left. Maybe you gotta start using the stranger more. I mean, this is the one I jerk off with. Oh, we'll see that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, because it's more of a gentle touch. Like, this is rough. It's probably, I got no wrist strength in it. Mm. But, no. But, mission accomplished. Hey, hey. Let's see how much I'm going to get punished. We're going to get punished for all this effort. (gasps) Holy shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) It burns! I was going to say, if you have any wounds, that's definitely the stuff to dip it into, maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> as he as he ceremoniously splashes it onto the floor. and well, This is why I didn't do it over the laptop. That, yeah. <coughs> Never pour over your laptop, though. That's, no, that's definitely not. Like, I now smell like apple and hard liquor. Instead of just smelling it's like a, hard liquor. It's a Friday night. Go Go out and have some fun. Yeah, just don't get anywhere behind a wheel because cops smells me. They'll be like, you're drunk. You're going to jail. Nah. Again, I have a feeling after we imbibe this, I will not be in any shape to operate a motor vehicle. That's very possible because this is this is straight. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, shit. Okay. I think I'm a little buzzed from that sniff. Right? Like it kind of the smell burned. Wow! Cheers, sir. Cheers, sir. Thank you for being the guinea pig on this. If you go blind, it's my buddy Dan's fault. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. (laughs) Thank you. That is actually not bad. That is not bad at all. That pop an ice cube in there. We're uh, we're off to the races. Yeah. Well, that is I because the scent. Is very fiery, and you're like, oh, well, I thought I had, like, if you had hair in your nostrils, you don't have to get it waxed out. You could just sniff this, and it's going to... I know. It's just fucking clear right now. Like, clear your sinuses, the whole thing. It's like, oh, that's going to be really fiery. And then you drink it, and you're like, oh, yeah. It's not as... So the thing is, it doesn't have as much of kind of the cinnamon kind of thing in it as the one that I had had. But it's still, yeah, this is the kind of thing where you're like, oh, put some ice in it, sit on the patio, drink it, and then, you know, this class in, you're suddenly making really bad decisions, and you're... High five on those. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we aim for here on And Now We Drink. So so I don't have to step around all the fucking cameras again. Do you mind grabbing ice? Okay. It's obviously in the freezer. It is. <laughs> that's generally where we store ice up here in the north. Well, we're not even in the north. Oh, we're in Southern California. I'm a Yankee, so I just automatically assume wherever I am is in the north. That works. I, I thought you were going in my cupboard to get ice and let there be ice. Indeed. Let that marinate a little bit. Yeah, this is actually delightful. Now that we've gone through that mission, I totally forgot to ask you to grab a paper towel while you're up, too. But fuck it, whatever. It'll evaporate. My floors could probably use it. <laughs> I hope it doesn't leave a like sticky apple residue on the floor. I don't think it will. Because I don't know, I don't know if this is sugary enough. I have no clue. 
<laughs> yeah, I consume alcohol. I don't really know the ins and outs of creating it. Same. I've I've probably accidentally made alcohol in my fridge once or twice. <laughs> but I've never intentionally attempted to make drinkable alcohol. <laughs> was the stuff in your fridge drinkable? Did you find that out the hard way? No, no. I was like, Ooh. that's probably a bad plan. <laughs> Fair enough. Sir, what have you been up to? Like, as I said, as we were saying before we got into the alcohol or not got into the alcohol, then got into the alcohol. <laughs> right. It's been like two years. What the fuck's been going on with you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I've been, you know, doing the usual shooting, filming, doing my own stuff, um, doing all kinds of stuff. I've started doing kind of helping other people with their marketing and digital assisting. And then I started helping another person with their catering, which is really weird because I don't know how to cook. So I don't do, do any of the cooking. <laughs> What are you doing for them? The marketing or? Some of the marketing, but also when I'm around, I can actually help like on site with just some of the organizing and setting things up and, you know, smaller things. But it's like, don't really let me cook because I'm not a, I'm not a confident cook. <laughs> but that's how you get to be a confident cook by cooking. Yeah, but that's dangerous. <laughs> well, as long as you're not eating what you're cooking, it's not really dangerous for you. Mm, there's that part. But we quickly learned like, I have new scars on my fingers from trying to use knives <laughs> and things, you know, like well, I'm I glad lopped that open that thumb, I lopped open that finger. <laughs> I'm glad you still have your fingers and thumbs. I do, I do, because that would have been awkward. But yeah. now I can commit crimes with just these two fingers. That'd be a really weird like hand job. Just exactly. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can only get you the It's a, it's like the Yakuza hand job. It's like <laughs> I'd have to just focus on using just my right arm since that's, you know, where most of my tattoos are anyway. So it's the one I like to show off. Like, that's right. That, that. Just this one. You got to give the, you know, tattoo artist props while you give the handy, right? Exactly. You know, or it's like showing off your work, which is always an awkward conversation. Because <laughs> I have one person who does like most of my work, so he knows what I do. But I'd gone to someone else and for this one piece, and he did not know what I do. And you know, I kind of kept it a little vague. And then, you know, he was asking questions. I was just like, yeah, I do porno. And he was like, oh, like he stopped tattooing. He's like, oh, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, I work in the adult film industry. I make porno. And he's like, well, that's different. You know, it was a very awkward silence, and like he completely stopped tattooing, just holding his tattoo gun up, and kind of taking that in, and I guess just trying to ration. I I don't know what all he was thinking. You're like, know. bro, bro, this is not how a porn starts. Get right, back to right, tattooing, right? You know, and, and I don't know if it, you know, it's one of those things. Like, obviously, I, I don't go through the process of like telling people every person who's done my tattoos during a porno, like, hey. I got this one done here and I got this one done here. So it's not like I'm going to like be shouting this guy's name out in every porno. <laughs> so just start, keep, start shouting his name out like he's God, like while you're fucking. Right. It's like. Jeff, I, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff. But the guy I'm banging is named Bob. It's like, what? He's my tattoo God. Yeah. So it was interesting because he was just kind of like a little weird about it. Because I think he, I think he had like a faith complex maybe where. You know, he loves Jesus a little bit, but he was tattooing a girl in porno, so he wasn't sure how to feel about it. Tattoos are against the Bible. Oh? 
You can't be in love with Jesus and do Satan's work or I something. Tell people uh, what to do. I do all the time. You shouldn't listen, but I tell. So, yeah. But it was interesting because he was like, oh. <laughs> did, he, did he eventually get chill about it? Did yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fine. Like, he just, he went back to work and we talked about other things. Because, <laughs> you know, like, he's got a wife and a baby. So, he definitely did not want to talk about porno. He didn't want to talk about his masturbation habits that don't involve his wife. Exactly. I think that was a big part of it. And it's funny because, like, most people are very, like, why you work in porno? Do you know? And they start listing off people, you know, in the industry. And and some people I've met where I'm like, oh, yeah, I've met her. She's super nice. Or I've met him or, you know, whatever. And then, you know, other times I'm like, I have no idea who that is. And I feel kind of bad because, like, I don't live here, so I don't get to meet everyone. Well, there's also a lot of people that come in and out of this industry. Right. And sometimes it's people who are more, like, I'm trying to think. Like Instagram famous or, you know, whatever platform that I might not be totally invested in where I'm like, oh, I'm sure they're like way super cool. But no, I don't know who that is. I mean, for fuck's sake, I've been around for like a decade at this point, And there's often people are like, do you know so-and-so? I'm like, I've never even heard of that person. But and, on the flip side, there's plenty of people who have no clue who the fuck I am. So, And you do all kinds of – you do this. You've been an extra in things. like you, I'm an avian nominee. I mean, that's true. I mean, cheers. Same. Hey. Hey. You up for anything this year? Um, probably not. Bummer, bummer. <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs> oh, like, we're losers. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I at least got to be a loser on camera. During, <laughs> were you there when I jumped on stage during the award show? No. Wait, when? Was it this past year? No, uh, 2018. I was there, but I didn't see, like, when you... I jumped up during Best Comedy. Oh. Because well, we won. and Right. Oh, okay. And it was a whole to do. My audience has heard this a bunch of times. If you haven't, go watch Best in Sex 2018. You can watch me make an ass of myself on Showtime. Okay, because, yeah, I was there. And I remember seeing, like, the whole thing because you were dressed. Yeah, I was dressed. As the rabbi. rabbi. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember that. Because I was like, oh, it's not you dressed like a rabbi. (laughs) Which I had to explain to some some of the heads at AVN who are Jews. They're like, why are you dressed like that? I'm like. Because that was your character. It's a thing. I'm a Jew. It's okay. But it was also your character in the film you were in. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> they just didn't know, get like, it. I can't imagine that the heads of ABN watch every fucking film that's nominated. Well, no, obviously not. But I don't know. It just. It, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm the one who's just trying to not overthink it. Oh, it was fine. It was fine. It was just funny at the time. Yeah. It's like, hey, guys, not. <laughs> I mean, some people wear some interesting things. I saw, I was like, when you're in line for red carpet, you know, you get to see kind of everyone in your group. And there was a girl who was just in a string, like a set of strings. And they asked her to put a skirt on because, you know, there are parts of red carpet that, you know, it's all photographed, but sometimes you don't know if there's, there's going to be video. Well, it's also in a public part of the casino. Right. And she was, she had pasties on and like, her her lower bits were pretty well, you know, like you couldn't like see her labia, but it was string. And she had a great she had a great body, but it was string. And they were like, Can you can you put like a skirt on or something? Just cover the lady bits a little more. Just uh, yeah. another inch of fabric, please. I think it was just one of those that maybe she wasn't aware that it's like 
a string as in award show attire. It's like wear that on the expo floor, not the award show kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you get an array of looks at the at the awards, and that's what makes it kind of fun. Oh yeah! Oh well, <laughs> hell, when I was walking the carpet, um, Lance Hart and Charlotte were right. In front of me? Oh, they always look great. Well, Lance was like in fishnets in a cop outfit. Exactly. It's like, okay. It was almost like the weird village people walking the carpet <laughs> together. Like, you got the cop. I forgot what Charlotte was wearing. You got the rabbi. Like, what's going on here? Right. Like, you're waiting for the construction worker to show up. <laughs> it's funny because every time I go to do the photos, um, Rick, from the avian photographer, like, I always kind of like fix my boobs a little bit because, you know, you want them to look nice. And he's exactly. Like, and he always gives me that look like, you're not going to, I'm like, no. Like, he's always afraid I'm going to like take out a titty or one's going to fall out because they're, you know, they, they, they do what they do. And I was like, no, I'm not taking one out. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, Rick. I'm not <laughs> taking one out right now. And then the first year I walked, I had a dress on that, like, it fit it fit fine, but it was really tight. So there was no way that I was going to, like, lose a titty. But there was a lot of cleavage. And someone from the avian staff stopped and asked, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, I'm, like I thought he was asking if I was nervous. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. And he's like, no, or he was trying to figure a nice way to say, like, are your boobs going to fall out? And he's like, are you okay? I was like, I don't know. These are, this thing is so tight. Like, they're not going to fall out. You'd think someone from ABN would know how to tactfully ask that question by now. Right. I mean, it's, we're in the industry. Those aren't the first set of tits to almost fall out on a carpet. Right. Like, if he'd have literally said, ma'am, are your breasts going to be exposed? I'd have been like, no. Like, are the kids going to escape? Right, like anything. Like, it, it could have been any, but he was, like, so awkward about it. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, this is real tight. Like, nothing's going anywhere. We're locked in. So you're back in L.A. I am. I am. What have you been doing besides you're in town? Uh, besides you're in town. Besi- wow. Besides being in town? Mm, moonshine. <laughs> how's, that, how's that moonshine treating you? <laughs> I'm telling it sneaks up on you because, and I don't know if you feel warmer now. I'm all like, it's, <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> It's okay, Sarah. Nudity is allowed if you want to get <laughs> like, naked. Um, this is a clothing optional show. Because, yeah, it, gets, whew, it starts to set in, it, it gets a little warm. <laughs> we are 24 minutes into the episode. Articles of clothing are probably going to get lost by the end of this. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to take my shirt off because it's warm. <laughs> These things happen. I'm <sighs> never been one to be like, no, you can't get naked on this show. <laughs> Please don't take your time. Please. <laughs> With like my two small bra where I'm all like, my boobs are all like, I don't know what to do. Please do not take out the J-cups. It's, it's like, oh no, it's worse now. They've grown so like my titties are all, it's like cats fighting in a burlap sack. <laughs> well, I've never heard breasts described like that, but okay. I'm, I'm actually just curious at this point. Welcome to Moonshine. <laughs> Woo! It's like drinking in the South. <laughs> so, what have you been doing while you're in town? Um, mostly helping a friend of mine with with our catering stuff. We did some set catering for a couple of productions. We did... Mainstream or adult stuff? Um, adult. Yeah, we did a couple of adult series production caterings and then a wrap party. And then we went to some events just for funsies. 
I caught the Tiki Tea um, Halloween party, which was super fun because I just really like going there. <laughs> I like a good tiki drink. Um, so, yeah, just kind of bouncing around doing all the things. Did a Halloween party last night. So, How was the Halloween party last night? It was fun. It was a good time. You know, good mix of people, lots of interesting costumes. No, no titties. Glad I didn't go. Right? No titties. I did see a butthole, though. Was it a nice butthole? It was. It was pretty. I don't remember her name. She's She was really cute. But, yeah, she was she was doing a whole turkey thing. And I was like, oh, that's a cute butthole. <laughs> You're just hoping someone's going to stuff that turkey? Right? Speaking of that, I'm like, going down that slippery slope. <laughs> You're like, oh, God, I didn't mean to go that direction. Oh, no, I'm curious. I'm curious. Where are we going with this? No, so I obviously I've been filming and stuff, and recently I had gotten to film with Michael Vegas and Carla Lane, so we did this cool threesome, and I got to fist them both at the same time, so it was like kind of a new, you're like, your eyes got so big, you're like, ooh. <laughs> I just, the idea of a fist in my butthole is not a... I almost got both of my fists in him, but we got like hung up on my my thumb knuckles, like in my hand. You should have just given it effort like I did with the jar. Right, just like. <laughs> Without the pliers. Right, right. No no tools involved. But Next time. Next time. But yeah, that that whole, I was like, oh, two people at one time. This is. You're like a puppeteer. I am. It's like, how did it feel like to be Jim Henson? It's a really neat thing because it's, you know, you're just like. Or as a friend of mine told me at home, you're the best fister ever. <laughs> you should have just broken into somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, that would have been great. Or any, or the rainbow connection. Yeah, the rainbow connection. That's what you were going the, for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someday we'll find it. The rainbow connection. <laughs> While you're just wrist deep in motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That would oh, be amazing. Because, yeah, so we're doing the whole thing, and I realized, like, well, I actually didn't realize it because I'm just having a great time doing this. And Chad Diamond was filming it. He's like, oh, my God, wait. And I'm like, what? He's like, we got to take your bracelet off. <laughs> He's like, you're going to lose it and never get it back. And someone's going to have a permanent gape. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, oh, okay, that's a good plan. Cut. Oh. Yeah, it was a whole like, okay. <laughs> Did you have to pull out like a surgeon just after you wash your hands? Like, okay. Yeah, basically, like I just pulled my hand out and, and Chad like pulled my bracelet off. <laughs> I was like, thanks for that solid, Chad. <laughs> I'm sure whoever was on your left was thanking him much more than you were. Yes, it was definitely like thanks all around for not losing that in anyone's orifices. <laughs> yeah, no one wants anything lost in their orifice. Mm-mm. It, Some things aren't, yeah. Just not sexy. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm sure someone's into it, but. <laughs> You're like, please don't lose anything inside me. <laughs> please don't put anything inside me. I'm not into it. It's not my thing. <laughs> no, don't, don't don't even try. Don't. I got a Jewish butthole, man. No. <laughs> oh, it gets hot. I've hit that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, nope. Just yeah. losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god! I was like, it's hot. <laughs> All good. Cat hair. <laughs> it's pajamas I mean cuddling with cats all day I'm like the aunt of kittens when I'm out here <laughs> just living my best trash panda life there's nothing wrong with that 
There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you're going to come to L.A., you might as well live that life. It's it's a whole running joke with my friends here that I'm a I'm a trash panda because I'm very resourceful and you know I I'm one of those people where I'm like oh no it's fine I you know we'll drive by and I'm like wow that's a really nice shelving unit and they're like you can't just take it I'm like but it's on the street you definitely can take it <laughs> see like it's on the street and right, right. now it's moving season because it's the beginning of the month there's all this great stuff available. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Get the fuck out of your overpriced apartment. Right. <laughs> or like we had, where were we? We were at like 365 because it's one of the Whole Foods that hasn't completely converted. And there was a cart that had a cucumber in it. So someone had clearly bought a cucumber but left it because it was in the, and it was still cold. So it was freshly purchased. It hadn't gotten hot. And I'm like, well, that's my cucumber now. Did you take the cucumber home at that point? Of course I took the cucumber back. I put it in a salad. Oh, I thought it was about to be a sex toy. No, it was one of those like really long, weird English cucumbers that's all pre-wrapped. It's eh, it's all right. I, it's it's not my preference. Hmm, like a little girl. That's what they all say. Mm-hmm, yeah, you got to hit the walls. I mean, because that thing was like just so, it was so long and skinny. Was, like, that would just bruise my cervix. Right? And it was that, it has like the stabby plasticky ends. So then it's all like slice and dice in your inside. It's not sexy. No, no, no. Not like just a natural chunky cucumber. That's ribbed for her pleasure. Right? <laughs> hey, moonshine. Right? This is only going to get weirder. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much sediment in here. <laughs> hmm. So, down in Louisiana, what are you up to? You uh, any music, travel? Besides, um, you know, I, I work on like my stuff, my editing, and I do some solo filming and I do camming. So I'm always like still just actively working. Um, you know, I spend time with my friends. I do other stuff. I do a lot of reading and watching my true crime and yeah. Avoiding swamp things. Like, right now it's oddly cold at home. It's very odd. Like, it's been in the 30s at night. So people are just dying. Oh, yeah. They're like, what? So it's gone from being so hot and oppressive where you're like, I don't know why I showered. Because as soon as you walk outside, it feels like someone threw a wet blanket on you. To, well, it's really cold and we're not prepared for that. Like, we do not own winter weight jackets. We don't. Like. Why Why would you buy a winter jacket for two days? When you travel somewhere else. Yeah, but, I mean, unless you're going to places where it's significantly cold. Some people have been known to do that. Like, they like skiing yeah, and shit. Yeah, like, some people do like to go to, you know, northern places or skiing. Those fucking weirdos. Which is cool. Like, do, yeah, do that. Go see, go see. There are 50 great states. There are not 50 okay, great states. Okay, there are not 50 great. There are 40 Great states. There's five great states. Five? Five. I mean, there's some cool stuff in different states. I was just kind of saying, like, Wyoming, maybe not great. I don't know. That's one of the five states I have not been to. See, I feel like there's not a lot out there to see. Maybe Buffalo. Buffalo's very tasty. You could ride it. Or eat it. Or ride it and then eat it. That's a lot of effort. That picture would look rad. You're like, I snuck up on a buffalo and rode it. And then tried to eat it. Eh. Eh, see? I don't think I would succeed in 
I'd, my mouth would be watering so audibly. Like <laughs> the buffalo would be like, "What the fuck is that?" You're all riding it, and, like trying to strangle it. You're like, "Just die already." My jewel would be <laughs> lubricating the rope so it just doesn't <laughs> just slides right off because I've drooled on it too much. Ah, buffalo. Why won't you die so I can eat you? One of it's the cold, so you have to turn into a tauntaun. <laughs> wow. Too much effort. <laughs> the greatest thing Ted Turner ever did was open Ted's Montana Grill because they serve buffalo. Oh. Huh. We had a restaurant for a while that had a lot of, like, wild meat. So they would get, like, buffalo and elk and bison and all kinds of things that you wouldn't typically find in restaurants. And it was kind of cool. Like, it was open for a while. And then they closed because they were found out to have been getting the the meats um, illegally. <laughs> well, it's super weird. From what I understand, you can't legally buy American wild game. You have to import it from other countries. Well, and that was basically, like, the guy was just buying it from his hunter friends who were doing sport hunting. And apparently, if you do kill some type of really neat wild animal, you can have it butchered and bring the meat home. Yeah, but you can't sell it. But And that was his whole thing. He's like, well, I'm going to buy some of your meat and make some cool burgers with it. And he had this whole restaurant. It was a thing. And, you know, it wasn't, it was kind of, it wasn't like a secret, but it wasn't super popular. But yeah, he totally got shut down once word got out that he was, he's like, I got cool meats. And it was weird because he looked like he was related to Ted Nugent. I was like, is he Ted Nugent's cousin? You sure it just wasn't the Nuge hiding? No, no, because he didn't sound like him. He sounded way Cajun. <laughs> Maybe it was just the Nuge in a disguise. Mm. Bringing his own meat. Because, you know, he's a sportsman. He is. He is, is. indeed. Or maybe he has a body double. For when you know, the snowflakes come for the Nuge. Right. They put Cajun Nuge. Yes. <laughs> I think it's Cajun Nuge. Here you go. Boop. You can murder Cajun Nuge. I mean, you know. He just has body doubles all over the U.S. That's not a bad plan. It's a good conspiracy. I like this. Cajun Nuge actually met the Donald. Oh. I wonder if there's any footage of Nuge actually talking to Donald Trump. Or is it just a photo op? See, if it's just a photo op, it could totally. Because, yeah, we don't know what actually happened to this guy after that place closed. Since it's closed, it's been like three other restaurants. Like now it's, I forget what it's going to be now. An Applebee's. <laughs> no, no. The Applebee's is down the street. <laughs> Only thing our Applebee's is good for is those dollar cocktails because that's where you pregame. That's where you get diabetes. Yeah, but you go pregame on the dollar cocktails. Yeah, they're so full of sugar. That is just all hangover. That's all fucking hangover. I'm really fortunate to not get hangovers. Well, today may be the day. I better not. I got to fly home tomorrow. <laughs> As I'll say yet again, you're not flying the plane. It doesn't matter. That is true. I will not be flying. I'm just a passenger. <laughs> All you got to do is operate your legs well enough to make it through security. Well, that's... <laughs> On a good day, even that's questionable sometimes. <laughs> Either that or to get really trashed. Pretend you're mentally handicapped and get them to wheelchair you right through security. Sometimes I really, oh, I'm always like, I just want the wheelchair because my legs hurt. I'm just like, just wheel me. And I have so many issues, not so many issues. I have a very specific issue in security because I'm pierced. Like, I mean, my nipples are pierced and those never go off. But my clip piercing always goes off. And I can't figure out why. No idea why. It always goes off in the magnet. 
detector, like in the scanner? Well, I have a feeling because they probably have it configured where it is more sensitive to certain parts of the body. It's weird. So Well, because if you were talking a weapon. Yeah, I guess so. So every time I go through the scanner, there's a little box on my crotch. And I'm like, it's my piercing. So I've I've gotten to the point where I wear really silly underwear because they usually like kind of pull your pants out and, you know, rub around your waistband and then pat you down. I was like, well, I'm going to wear fun underwear. So when they pull my pants, they're like, oh, she has dinosaurs on her panties. Why are you even bothering with underwear at this time? <laughs> Yo, commando. That's what's up. <laughs> don't say commando though. They may get the wrong idea. But like, you got a gun? Hey, right? see, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far. <laughs> just gotta, yo, know, just dance around the edge. I don't, the fun panties have gotten a lot of laughs though, because because every once in a while I'll mention them like I wore cute panties for you, <laughs> and then she'll like because it's always a woman because you know rules. She's like, oh my god, it's cats. <laughs> So I try to like give them something to laugh at, kind of make their day a little bit. You got to get custom panties made that say, I came here for the finger bang. Oh, now I need those. Oh, yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone find and get those for me. I need those. Because <laughs> it's, it's like every flight I get searched. I get patted down. And it's fine. I get it. Safety. And I'm not one of those people gets upset about it. It's, it's security theater. It's, right. It, and I don't care. If it makes everyone else on the flight feel better, I'm fine with it. Yeah, because you look like such a raging terrorist. I do. I, I look like I've got all the contraband and scary things. But they're not checking for the contraband you do have. Oh, no, no, because I, I got free cannabis at that party last night. <laughs> Shh. No, she didn't. Actually, you're allowed to fly out of LAX yeah. with and weed. I, and I literally got like four joints. It's not like I got eight pounds of I didn't get a suitcase full of marijuana. Well, that's a goddamn shame. What kind of right. what kind of cheapskate party were you at? <laughs> that would have been pretty funny though. Like just rolling out, like, oh, my carry-on bag is nothing but cannabis. <laughs> I just imagine you rolling into a party and like seeing like a table full of weed, and it's just on wheels, just like flipping the the locks on the wheels and just wheeling it out, like like it's a little red wagon. This is mine now. Thanks. It was a great party. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I enjoyed the white claw. <laughs> I can't believe they just nothing but white claws at the party. What the oh, fuck? No, there was like there were like two types of beers. I didn't recognize because um, I'm pretty sure they were local, so I didn't stare at the labels that closely. And there was Tito's, which is always that's crowd pleaser. You get your gluten free, happy. You know, everyone's good. Yeah, you get your your clear alcohol for the ladies, right? Like no extra and I calories. Think there was um like a champagne of some sort. Ooh, fancy. Corbell. Nothing says class like Corbell. I think that's their slogan. See? And the class is with a K. Right. Nothing says class like Corbell. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor the show. Oh, that'd be miserable just me getting champagne drunk every week. Ooh, but you could make a moonshine spritz. <laughs> well, now I need to know what that's going to be like. That is a hangover in a glass. Okay, that would probably be bad. But but I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> like, do you have any champagne around? I do not. But we could call our dogs at Saucy and they could deliver it. Wow. That's right. We have alcohol delivery here that in is, LA. That is great. Saucy is not a sponsor. I just give them too much money. 
They should sponsor them. Yeah, it's like a reverse sponsorship. It's like right where you sponsor. I just I sponsor them, and now <laughs> we drink is often of business. To them. And now we drink is often brought to you by Saucy because I'm often too busy to run to the liquor store, so I go for lazy alcohol delivery. Well, I'm glad I did you a solid when you're like, "What do you want to drink?" And I'm like, "You got anything weird?" <laughs> like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm happy that it took forever to open the jar. I'm mildly disappointed that we didn't like immediately go blind. Because, yeah, that was the thing where I expected that there would be tears and cursing and me maybe falling out of the chair and ratchet, you know, that. <laughs> yeah, like making Malort face. Right. But there's also the whole like, well, this is just delightful, but here we go. Right. And when I get in that Uber, <laughs> dead back, I'm going to smell like moonshine. They're going to be like, what were you doing, ma'am? It's either that or it's gonna be how like a porno starts right <laughs> get a cute uber driver like hey boy hey want to pull this sucker over right. <laughs> it's my last night in town i'm leaving in the morning what are you doing i wore cute underwear for you <laughs> mind if i slide my slippers off <laughs> best pickup line ever oh I... can i take my slippers off thanks <laughs> it's gonna take a while But they're so tight. <laughs> like something else is tight. <laughs> but they're comfy. Like something else is comfy. I, I don't know why I'm just mirroring whatever yeah, you say. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. I didn't put the lid on and the sediment has... Oh, and we don't have a spoon. So the sediment is really just the, the apple particulate. So I don't think it's the end of the world if you don't get sediment in your glass. Because in my glass, I can see a, a slight settling of particulate. Who knows? We'll find out. It does sure look like pee. And boy, just take it. You need to open those sinuses. Take a good. That was the real. You see, that's the real reaction. You know, they say like a wine, you're supposed to like smell it. Let it open up a little bit. Swirl it. Take it in. Do that. And it's like. <laughs> but then you taste it and you're like, oh, that was nothing like the smell. <laughs> it's a little harsher without the sediment in it. Uh, oh. I mean, it's not horrible. Don't feel, I'm making a face for nothing, but it's a little harsher. <clears throat> so what'd you dress up as for Halloween last night, by the way? Um, so the theme was like Area 51. So I wore like a galaxy print dress and a lot of glitter. There was a lot of glitter involved. It was, it was excessive amounts of glitter, so which is great because I found out that you can take that stuff off with a lint roller, which is its own spell. You're like, what? Oh my god! Yeah, so I was literally afterward. I'm lint rolling myself, dudes. <laughs> dudes that significant others don't approve of you going to the strip club. Sarah just saved your life. Yeah, just get a lint roller. If they use the chunky glitter. You can use a lint roller and that'll get the bulk of it off. And then you can use a makeup wipe to take more off and then just take a shower. Well, you want to take a shower anyways. Otherwise, please, please take a shower. <laughs> otherwise, you'll smell like fucking the baby oil. and. Or, yeah. Lint roller. Like, I, Pro tips from Sarah. <laughs> after the strip club, lint roll yourself mm -hmm. to get that stripper right off you. See, I'm just here to give out trash panda life tips. And you can get a lint roller at the 99 cent store. So... 
<laughs> what kind of horrible person doesn't already have a lint roller? I usually don't. I mean, I don't either, but I'm you a horrible person. You saw my shirt when I got here. <laughs> You're also on vacation. Yeah, but no, like, my clothes at home are, like, wrinkly and cat hair and stuff. That's just how I am as a human. <laughs> like, you have to accept that I come with cat hair. <laughs> oh, this is a funeral. <laughs> oh, my God. I could just imagine when it's, like, gets to 4K webcams and they're just like, is that cat hair on you while you're going at <laughs> for the audio audience Sarah just pantomime blowing the mic that has been pantomime being blown multiple times all the times but she had a little just brushing away the flicking, cat hair flicking the cat hair flicking the cat hair off yeah I mean it's you know it's a risk it's a hazard when you like animals Oh, and I just thought it was just a risk that they don't leave. Hmm. There's that too. Oh. I'm thinking of a different kind of animal that I like. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know I where was I was like, going oh, with that. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. That was either very misogynist or just nonsense. Either way, I should, <laughs> I should walk away from yeah. that one. Uh, that was the moonshine talking. I don't know where that was like, what? Yeah. No, that was, that was bad. I'm just... <laughs> Going to slowly inch away from <laughs> whatever train of thought that could possibly could have been. What kind of animals? I don't know. I don't know. Moonshine. Is it a bear? No, I'm not into bears. Okay. Well, let's get to We cleared that up. As I lose probably a good chunk of my audience, like, what? No? Oh. Sorry, gentlemen. He's an otter guy. <laughs> Sorry, had the Kool Aid Man right through that one. <laughs> That's more than welcome. You cracked, you cracked it open. I just shoved it open with my titty. <laughs> Kool Aid Man don't need no doors. Mm-mm. He yells, "Oh yeah!" and just comes right through that fucking wall. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I mean, just randomly thinking of the Kool Aid Man. We had the voice of the Kool-Aid man on years ago. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's really cool. What did he drink? uh, I know that's... We brought him... Well, it was at LA Podcast Festival in 2017. uh, And this is when it was still Draven and I doing the show. And we had a bottle of Booker's. Nice. I miss her face. I thought I was going to see her on one of the sets I was helping with. And she wasn't there that day. I was like, mm. oh, that's a bummer. I know. I was like, I'm going to get to see her. And then she was, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I only see her at parties every once in a while. She's not in town very often, so. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the busy, active life of doing the doing the things. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That was that was a good solid seven. That was all moonshine and Popeyes. Oh, oh man, Popeyes. I knew we were drinking shine tonight, so I'm like, I should get some Popeyes before the show. Ooh, so a fun fact, there's a city, um, it's like two hours from New Orleans, and they have the only Popeye's buffet in existence. Drinking buddies, I am going to go put that motherfucker out of business. It's a Popeye's buffet. I am. Chicken, like the liver gizzard things, um, the sides, like all the hot sides. They don't do the cold sides. Biscuits. Popeye's doesn't have good cold sides anyways. It's ridiculous. 
it's a Popeye's buffet. And you can stay there and just like feed yourself until until you die. Like until you until they call the wee woo wagon to come get you. <laughs> Cause so, the hospital's like right there. I need the address. Cause <laughs> this is gonna be an epic battle of wills. Either they're gonna go out of business or I'm going to die. <laughs> One of the two is gonna happen. So yeah, I told a friend of mine about it and I'm like, okay, look, it's it's two hours from New Orleans, but it's a sight to see. And oh yeah, it was one of those. It's like, oh my God. And when Anthony Bourdain was alive, he had done a whole episode where he was in the area and he ate there twice. <laughs> Cause it was like, holy shit, it's Popeye's buffet. <laughs> well, I've seen KFC buffets. Those are all over the place. Right. Like that, that was the thing, you know, but yeah, Popeye's buffet. Far, far superior. And they have where you can get either spicy or mild. So depending on your, you know, your tolerance, your lifestyle choices. <laughs> if you're a bitch or not. You know, whatever whatever your palate prefers. I go with, I stand but by my is, statement. It's the only one in the world. Like, you're not going to find one anywhere else. It is a Popeye's buffet. I'm going to Google just to make sure. Oh, you think, oh, you think I'm lying. No, I think, I'm, I, I, can, I just, I, I just want to fact check you. I can, like, almost tell you the address. It's on Congress Street in Lafayette, Louisiana. I can't tell you the number. Oh, as of an article of September 2nd, 2017, you need to visit the last remaining Popeye's buffet. <laughs> the next article, April 27th, 2018. Did you know there's only one Popeye's buffet left in the world? <laughs> Under that, September 8th, 2017, inside the world's last Popeye's buffet. <laughs> the last Popeye's buffet is in, in the world is in Lafayette. It's a thing. Like, Last pop, pop it's, a, it's a neat little college town, you know, little college university town, you know, not, it's one of those like people like it because it's, it's a sleepy kind of small college place, like laid back and like Cajun things, it, there's a, a reason to drink for everything and there's always a festival happening and there's a Popeye's buffet. May 16th, 2018, Anthony Bourdain died at, died. The Popeye's buffet. <laughs> Not, not died. Oh God. Dined. Dined. <laughs> Dined with an ED. <laughs> but he did pass not long after the Popeye's buffet. I'm not saying that played a role. In... He was so depressed. He was like, I'm in Paris. That he couldn't in, keep going back. I'm in Paris. I can't get to the Popeye's buffet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a thing. And it's I've gone and just eaten sides where I'm just like, I can eat all the mac and cheese and green beans. I <laughs> It's really ridiculous. It's a lot of food. I I, I want to go. I'm <laughs> You're all like, so how much are tickets? To Lafayette. It's expensive to fly there because it's a little tiny airport. It's the itty bitty airport. But I'll it, I'm sure you could somehow like business expense it somehow. Do a podcast be like, convince right? Convince Dustin Poirier about Right? Because I mean, he well, he, I think he lives mostly in Florida now because I, I follow UFC stuff, not like super, super hardcore, but to a bit. Well, he trains like when he's in fight camp, he's in Florida, but he right. lives in Lafayette. Exactly. And he coaches in Lafayette for right. years. Like that's his that's his jam. And like he just had his hip stuff done. So I'm sure he's doing a little downtime. That would actually be because hey. he's doing a lot of fundraising and stuff. Hey, Dustin Poirier, come do the podcast. You can go to the Popeye's buffet. That would be epic. <laughs> that would be epic. I'm sorry, Dustin. I did vote for Khabib in the fight. I knew that was going to happen. But 
I still want to have Popeyes with it you. It was so hard. Like that was it was such an exciting fight to watch. It was such a hard fight to watch because you wanted him to win so I was like, God, I want you to win so bad because you have so much heart in it. But you did kind of know how it was gonna go. Or I'm just like, oh buddy, I'm really like I want it for you, but I'm sorry. Yeah, the the Russian who used to wrestle bears is oh. I it, how do you how do you yeah. How do you deal with that? Exactly. And Poirier did a great job here. Sorry for the MMA talk for those of you who are not into MMA, but <laughs> it's my show, so I'm gonna talk about <laughs> MMA. You realize that I'm not opposed to that, so we're so slippery slope here when <laughs> mm, mm, moonshine, Dustin Poirier. But he, he did have Khabib in a deep guillotine there. Oh, I thought I was like if he can just hold on to it for a little longer, this could maybe go. And it was it was so good. It looks so beautiful. I was like, oh, look at you go. And, yeah, I was watching with friends, and we were going nuts. And then, you know, everything just kind of fell apart. We were like, hmm. See, after he was holding it for a while, I'm like, he's going he's gonna to blow out his arms holding this. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. And then it was like that scene out of uh, The Great White Hype. Are you trying to embarrass me on TV? No. Oh. <laughs> we choked him out. Yeah. So, I mean, now it's just to see where things go next, you know, and it's like Lafayette's been lucky. Like Louisiana's been lucky to produce some really interesting fighters um, like Macy Chasson. Or she came out in New Orleans. She's a female fighter. She's really good. She comes in. She looks crazy intense. Like she walks in the ring. She just looks like she's going to rip your face off. And then when they interview her, she's super nice. Like she doesn't know what to say. She's very shy. And I'm like. She needs a speech coach to teach her how to interview. Well, and that's probably why she has the crazy look. Is like, well, I can't use my words to get people not to fuck with me. So I'm right. visual deterrent. Exactly. I mean, she walks in, she's fierce, and she's a really, really good fighter. So it's it's fun to watch her fight because she just looks like like she wants to street fight you and just murder you. And then they go to interview, and she's like, hi. <laughs> that was great. Wow, I did not know you were an MMA fan. I do. I like it. I like it. So who else are you into? Like, are you excited about tomorrow night's fight? Honestly, I've been so busy that I know I'm not going to get to watch it because I land at like nine something at night and I'm going to be just like, so I probably won't get a chance to watch it. I mean, you'll land right in time for the main event. Yeah. I mean, that's the most important fight on that card. That is true. I'm just like, oh, probably not. But Cuban Jesus. Mm. Or Street Jesus, sorry. Street Jesus. You're like, eh, he, he is Cuban. <laughs> Moonshine. Fucking up. It's such a these glasses though. These oh, these were very appropriate glasses for this. This was a good good pairing. So what how we do around here. But very good. I want to see Masvidal win. I don't think he'll he will, but I'd like to see him win tomorrow night. He's he's really interesting to watch, and he's really put in a lot of work over the last year. You know, like he's been doing all this stuff. He's been really you know just working his game. So I it would be a a fun. Holy shit, Masvidal's the betting favorite according to Vegas. Oh, I'm like swooping. Minus one sixty seven versus Diaz plus one twenty five. I mean that's not mm. that's not you know crazy odds right. either way, but and still. And it's still there's a lot of time to change. Um, hmm. 
I'm like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> like, maybe I'll get a second one when I get off the plane. Right. Like, maybe it'll it'll all come together. I'll get a chance to watch. <laughs> I'm such a goofball. I woke up at 6 a.m. last Saturday to watch Askren versus Ma- or, uh, Maya. <gasps> oh, because it was a, it was a time for Yeah. So that's something, like, when I watch with my friends, we usually, like, when they're crazy like that, we'll make a point to, you know, they'll record it and whatever, and we'll watch it a little bit later. We're like, okay, stay off social media. You know, we'll do a brunch viewing. <laughs> I went to bed at 2.30 and woke up at 6 to watch mm-hmm. the fights. And when my alarm went off, I was like, why, why is my alarm going off? Why? <laughs> I was so, like, dead. As, I'm like, oh, yeah, the fights. Nice. And thankfully, you know, I got ESPN plus in my bedroom. So, like, I just didn't even actually get out of bed. I'm like, okay, just have to stay awake for two fights. Because I I woke up in the middle of the card. I wasn't waking up at 5 a.m. Oh, yeah, you weren't going to do the – I like to watch the, you know, the prelims and everything because you get to see these up-and-coming fighters. Oh, I love the prelims. They're really fun because some of those are some of the best fights because these people are, like, trying to make a name for themselves. And maybe I'm just weird. I love when the fights get, like, stupid bloody and – you're, I think everyone does. Oh, my God. And they're just like, you know, just go into that last bit and they're just dead. They're like, oh, I put everything into this. No, I'm I'm right there with you. And I am all about the prelims, just not when they're 45 minutes after I went to bed. Right. Yeah, that's. It was one of those things like I got back from, I think, the bar. Maybe. Somewhere. It was um, Friday night. It, he got back from a place. I got back from a, a place, location. and there was probably alcohol involved. Like, you couldn't have found a kid with Adderall or something. That's a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> and it was one of those things, like, do I just stay awake and stay through the fights, or do I take a power nap and wake up for the top two fights on the card? Mm. And my eyes were getting heavy. The whiskey was like, you want to sleep, Matt? <laughs> You want to know. You want to go. Just rest your weary eyes just ever so briefly. Just close them for a second. It'll be fine. I set two alarms just because I'm like, and I, I was very smart too because that first alarm was, what what, what the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah. Okay. Turned on the card. I'm like, uh, it's still towards the bottom of the main card. I can go back to, went back to sleep for a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> Woke up during the co-main. I'm like, okay, cool. It's time. It's time. <laughs> or as Bruce Buffer says. <laughs> it's time. He's so fun to watch. Did you watch the, it was kind of a mini documentary about him and how he got into it. and No. He was oh, a kickboxer at one point, wasn't you he? You should absolutely watch that. So his brother is also an announcer. Right. That's Michael Buffer. And, you know, it talks about that and how he got into it. and you know, Doesn't Bruce dad. manage Michael's career? I believe it's the opposite way that Mike manages Bruce. I'm. Pre- I could. I also would have been drinking. I could be wrong, but I believe Mike manages Bruce. It could be the opposite. But yeah, and it, he talked about the how he came up with the way he does his, you know, coming up with the it's time and you know the things that he says and the way he announces people and it was really interesting and he's very. He seems like a really personable guy. Like, I'd love to grab a beer with him. Yeah. Um, he he like is he a world seems, adventurer. Right. Like, he seems like a very interesting person. 
And it's kind of fun to watch like the different roughs because, you know, you kind of make up stories in your head about them. <laughs> You're like, I bet this guy's like this. Because <laughs> you don't really hear a lot about the different referees. You're just like, huh, he's an MMA ref. This is his job. So Bruce Buffer, he is the half-brother of the boxing professional wrestling ring announcer Michael Buffer. Okay. And is the president and CEO of their company, the Buffer Partnership. Oh, okay. I had it wrong. And both are grandsons of the boxer Johnny Buff. Hmm. Interesting. And that's according to Wikipedia. Ever so reliable Wikipedia. It is. I mean. Sometimes. It's Sometimes it's hilarious. It's probably a bit more reliable than me in Moonshine. It's definitely much more reliable than me in Moonshine. <laughs> Definitely need more ice for that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, but it's so delightful. It is delightful. I'm like, oh. are there any fights you're looking forward to? Oh, I haven't honestly haven't sat down and like looked at the future cards because I didn't know if they ever figured out. They were talking about what was it supposed to be? It was, they were trying to do like um, Gaethje and and I lost his name and totally lost his name. McGregor. Yeah. Like that, kind of curious how that would go because I'm just like, I feel like everyone's just going to kind of beat McGregor now because he's just kind of being really pompous. and. Well, McGregor also <laughs> has no fucking ground game. Right, like unless he's just able to punch you as soon as you knock him onto the ground. He's like, but no, 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 wait. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, Chad Mendes almost beat him on like no notice. So, you know, it's like, I'd watch that because I feel like there's that whole thing of that. I think if enough people beat him, they're going to be like, all right, not only are you just a human shit show in real life, but you've proven that you just don't belong in this league anymore. Um, and he doesn't need to as part of the problem because he's so fucking rich at this point. He doesn't have to fight anymore. Right. And there, there was all that drama with Amanda Nunez and kind of her ins and outs with Dana White. I really want to see her fight. I think she's a strong fighter. I think she's interesting to watch. I don't know what's going to happen with all that, but I would love to see her fight again. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Amanda's fighting on the uh, card coming up. Oh, okay. So they finally sorted whatever that was. Yeah, she's uh, fighting Jermaine Durandamine. Okay. On the Madison Square Garden card that is also... Or not. it's not Madison Square Garden. That's tomorrow night. Um... It's yeah, it's Us Usman versus Colby. Uh, I'm like mm. Holloway versus somebody. Okay. And then Amanda versus uh Jermaine Durandamine. Okay. No, that'll be that'll be fun to watch. Cause yeah, she's a lot of fun to watch. And there was just all of that kind of back and forth. And no, I didn't say that. I'm like, sort your lives out. No. No. <laughs> we need the MMA angle. Speaking of the MMA wrestling angles. Cain Velasquez lost to Brock Lesnar in his WWE debut uh, via Kamora. Oh. Oh. Mm, this is why I don't watch pro wrestling anymore. I'm not. I don't follow pro wrestling a lot because I know that that's a bit more about the soap opera than the wrestling. Not saying those guys aren't athletes. They're absolutely. They're still athletes. I mean, they're fucking predetermined. Those guys are fucking stuntmen. Right, like they're they're still athletic as work. Oh yeah, but you know everything's predetermined. There's a script. There's a design to what they're doing, but they're still doing athletic stuff that the average person cannot do, and I fully respect that. I'm just not in it for the story. 
I was a wrestling mark way back in the day. I was into all of it. Then I discovered MMA, and I never really turned back. And they have, and it's like they have their own kind of internal beefs and dramas and whatever. And I don't always follow all of it. It's one of those where I'm like, hey, who doesn't like what? Because, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I, I get too occupied with like keeping myself fed or alive or whatever. You know? Well, and the thing about MMA is like <laughs> half the time they're just selling the fight. Like the minute the yes. fight's over, they hug it out. Right. Where it's like, oh, I'm going to bash his face in because he said my dog was ugly. Go back to the Connor Khabib thing. <laughs> that was really personal. That oh yeah, there was like that was a deep seated. There was some. There's no hugging that out. No, I mean nothing was funnier than like them actually turning the mic on on Khabib while he was ground and pounding Connor. He's like, let's talk now. Let's yeah. talk. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> this is gonna. <laughs> you kind of brought this on yourself, Connor. <laughs> And and that was, yeah, that was an interesting, because that was really, it was like dramatic and dramatic. Yeah, and then he dove over the cage. That was, didn't see that coming at all. Nobody saw that coming. No, no, no one was ready for that. And it kind of, you know, it startled everyone and then turned into a huge safety thing and everyone panicked. And What was crazy you know. was when Khabib jumped over the cage after the Dustin fight to like talk to Dana. I'm like, no, right. no, come here. Like, not again. I know because he jumped and it was like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, oh, he's going in for a hug from dad. He's <laughs> like, no. Oh, yeah. But it's just like, you can't, you can't do that, dude. Like the first time you did that, it did not end well. Did you like, you know, they're going to use a stun gun on you at some point. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna try. Yeah. They're going to try. They're going to tase you. <laughs> They're going to try Taze Khabib. I don't think it's going to work. No, but I'm there for it. <laughs> You're into that electro play? I mean, I mean, I'd rather give it than receive it, but I'm totally there to watch it either way. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Just... <laughs> I'm like, I bought it. Speaking of that, I bought this thing. I, I might have been drunk or otherwise. And, of course, it's like when those Facebook ads gets you and you're like, oh, that's really cool. And it looked like it was like a pulsation tool, like for sore muscles, like a percussion tool. And I was kind of excited because I was like, oh, that would really help with like my quads or whatever because I was having some muscle pains. So I ordered it because it was only like 19 bucks. And it comes in and it turns out it's it's an e-stem stick. It's like a pen, but it's e-stem instead of like a percussion tool. Not what I intended to buy, but then I realized, well, you know, it's got other uses. <laughs> yeah, you know, now it goes in like my CBT kit for torture. So, You're doing a lot of that these days? Here and there, here and there. I did a really cool video for Halloween, a CBT video, like stuck little pins in a dick. and. So for the uneducated you know. audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> CBT stands for cock and ball torture. Not, um, what is it, corrective behavioral therapy. Though I'm sure with proper use of cock and ball torture, you could correct some behaviors. You could. I mean, I, I don't know why a licensed therapist aren't trying it. Mm. <laughs> Man, I don't know if insurance is going to sign off on that one. I don't know. I mean, as long as there's not blood involved, because apparently credit card processors are worried about blood. So. 
I think they're worried about most bodily fluids. They're just worried about everything. I'm like, settle down, guys. It's all with consent. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't care about consent. They care about legality. <laughs> they don't care what two consenting adults are doing in the privacy of their own home with a video camera. They just, <laughs> they just don't, you know, it's like, oh, is that potentially illegal or immoral? Meh. Moral schmarls. Who depends? Well, okay, I should get into that debate because I didn't go to college for communications and I took a law and ethics class where we talked about morals and the legal standard and how all that's determined. And that was interesting. Do tell. I'm wildly uneducated. Oh, it was fascinating. But it was an entire, like, it was a whole semester about ethics and, like, how the community standard was used to form that. And, you know, we all had to write kind of, like, not a full thesis, like not a full dissertation, but like a baby thesis. And I ended up writing about how this was this was a little while ago. I won't disclose the year because I don't want to reveal how close to being the Crypt Keeper I am. But, <laughs> but I ended up writing about how if the uh, the Marquis de Sade would be considered obscene in like today's literature versus, you know, in the past when it was like, this is obscene and absurd and... We can't, we can't let the children read this. Which, granted, you probably shouldn't let your children read the Marquis de Sade. You shouldn't let your children read. Keep them uneducated. Oh, Dumb children are the best children. <laughs> what do you do? You give them a stick and send them outside and say good luck? Pretty much. <laughs> give them a can of beans, a stick, and send them on their way. Or give them some moonshine. No, that's mine. Oh, well, you know. Hmm. Your kid's got to have talent to earn the moonshine. Oh. So, yeah, it was a whole big thing about looking at the legal precedents of community standards and obscenity and, you know, what what morals comprise looking at media and those types of things. So it was it was an interesting deal. And, you know, I got to write fuck a lot in my paper, which is really cool when you're in college. <laughs> Now it's just passe. Right. right. I mean, once you, you get old and you can just say it whenever you want, no one really cares. Yeah, I said in high school a lot too, but. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it went great. It went really well. And, and I clearly, you know, well, it wouldn't, you wouldn't know, but yeah, I, got, I graduated and whatnot and I did my thing. And now I suck dicks and stab penises with pins. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a jump. It was a bit of a leap to go from writing and. I'd and, like to believe that. No matter where your lot in life took you, you'd still suck some dicks. Probably so. Yeah. No, I mean, literally I did, but not on film. Well, no one said anything about film there. We just said suck yeah. dicks. No, no. There was always dicks. There was always dicks. <laughs> Since I came out. Oh. It's my thing. <laughs> it's kind of my thing. <laughs> like, when did it... <laughs> Moonshine. Moonshine. The slippery slope of moonshine. Get some. I'm like. Visit. <laughs> this is the PSA. Visit Kentucky. Get moonshine. You're welcome, Kentucky. Thank you, Kentucky. <laughs> One of your few, few fine exports. Mm, mm. Moonshine. Mm. <laughs> when did you decide that sucking dick was your thing? When, when it wasn't morally acceptable and I was underage. Is that, I was like, is that the PC answer? I'm not looking for the PC answer. I'm looking for the honest answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I was young. I was, I was definitely like a 
you know, I was in my teens and, you know, you're, you're experimenting. You're like, hey, that's a penis. That's kind of cool. <laughs> well, I'm assuming you were experimenting with people that were approximately the same age. Right, right, right. It's not like it was like, hey. Hey, little girl, would you like to suck on that? Yeah. Right, right, right. It's not like, oh, hey, you're 50 and I'm only 12. Yeah, it wasn't like. It wasn't inappropriate. No, no, it wasn't like a danger. It wasn't stranger danger. <laughs> it was like, oh, you're kind of cool. We could maybe smoke some pot and I'll look at your cock. And oh, now it's in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know you. I want to know your penis. Right, right. And it was that very just like socially, whatever, social bonding or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have a weird way of socially bonding, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not how me and my friends are socially bonded. We definitely didn't like. Throw the pigskin around and then suck dick. <laughs> I'm not shaming you for doing that. You're like, that's like a really good friend. <laughs> right? I had a lot of great friends that way, I guess, where it's like, hey, let's hang out and we'll watch a movie and maybe have sex or something. I mean, I definitely have some platonic friends that are like, yeah, I mean, if you're having a rough day, I need out. Like, right? You know, where you're just like, hey, you want to like, Grab a bite and bang or, you know, let's watch a horror movie and have sex or whatever. I mean, that's just generally my dating in general. It's like, so do you want to hang out and just, you know, watch movies and fuck? Like, I'm, See? I'm a really low maintenance. Like, <laughs> Right. Where it's like, you don't have to necessarily like, oh, my God, you, I need to go, like, take me to this fancy restaurant and buy me flowers and run me a nice bath with rose petals and... I don't know. I'm trying to list off all the other things. Like the horrible cliches. Right, right, right. Like the things that I'm not specifically. I mean, I do enjoy like a nice meal now and then, but most of the time I'm like. You're talking about the Popeye's buffet, right? Hey. (laughs) Or it's like, oh, we're going to soup plantation. We don't have that at home. And it's, yeah, it's kind of a nice thing here. I can't imagine Louisiana would have. An all-you-can-eat salad bar. like No, no, not at all. And I don't think we could call it soup plantation. I'm amazed we can get away with calling it soup plantation. <laughs> I'm like, just the, the social <laughs> implicates soup plantation. Like, who in the marketing department's like, <laughs> we're going to call our new restaurant soup plantation? <laughs> I'm like, try. I'm going to stop. <laughs> like, who in the boardroom? That is a worse idea. <laughs> then calling IHOP the international the International House of Burgers. What? That was such a bad. I'm like, I get it. You have four burgers on your menu, and they're all equally bad. <laughs> they're all bad ideas. <laughs> but I guess you got to have something for someone who doesn't like breakfast at a breakfast restaurant. Go somewhere else. It's like going to Burger King and not wanting a burger. <laughs> Though Burger King's doing big business with the Impossible Whopper. I have tried it and I do like it. Get out. Out. Oh, it's over. It's over. I killed the podcast. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I actually didn't hate it. That's a, that's a stellar review on vegan food. I didn't hate it. I mean, it's the kind of thing where I'm like, all right, this is, you know. Oh, I went to, um, what is it, 4 and 20. It's in Studio City. And they had these, it, I got one of their breakfast things and it was like veggie sausages and eggs and their veggie sausages are really good. I almost asked the waitress like, are these morning, like what brand is this? These are really good. I, I, I do not believe. <laughs> I disbelieve in good vegan meat. So yeah, I, li- I like to explore. I'm like, so what's this? <laughs> See, I'm just trying to explore more animals. 
Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, I wonder what that tastes like. And you're all like, that's a possum. How does that taste? Hey, if it's cooked right, I'll eat it. Louisiana tried a really hard push on Nutra meat for a while. What the so, fuck is Nutra meat? Oh, well, you guys had a small Nutra problem for a little while. And I guess it got solved. Or, no, it might not have been here. I think it was like Wisconsin or something. So Nutra, this <laughs> rat-like creature. Easily confused. Wisconsin and California. I don't know. I really think it was like a part of NorCal had got Nutra. I'd have to Google it to be sure. But I think a part of NorCal got Nutra. How do you spell Nutra? N-U-T-R-I-A. Nutria. So it's like a rat and a beaver crossbred. And they're not attractive because I'm sure you're going to get a picture as you're Googling. They're not cute. Okay, you're right. Discovery of Invasive Nutria in California is the See? first. I was like, I know I'm not I'm not drunk, drunk. I'm not drunk. So, yeah, so the Nutria, and they're very invasive. They eat um, a lot of the kind of grassy yummies, and then it fucks up the wetlands, and you got all these problems. So. Oh, I'd eat that fucker. So. That was the whole thing is they were like, they what they do in Louisiana is you can kill them and the state will pay you so much for their hides, which I don't know what they do with. I assume they just incinerate them. Don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure they sell it. I've never seen them making like Nutria coats, you know, like. They sell them to tourists in New Orleans. They say there's something else. But they really tried this hard push and got very popular chefs in Louisiana to try to cook with their meat and make. You know, like these different things. And they were like, well, it's it's a little gamey, but it's kind of like chicken or rabbit, you know, because it's – and they 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 only eat grasses, so they're not – you know, they're, they're lightly flavored or whatever. And it just didn't go well because everyone sees their face. I don't know if you pulled up a picture. I did. They're not cute. Oh, I would eat the fuck out of that giant thing. Because <laughs> they got like the big scary teeth and but like kind of the beaverish look. I mean, they just look like beavers. Yeah. And people just won't, they wouldn't go for it. They're like, nah, I can't eat it because it's, it's a Nutria rat. And they're like, I'm not eating a rat. I'm like, you eat crawfish. It's a mud bug. It's a literal crustacean-y bug that lives in mud. And you guys suck the face off of it. like You suck its asshole. Li- yeah. <laughs> Literally, you suck its asshole. Like, so, eat eat a little Nutra thigh. It's fine. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great. So it was kind of a flop, but it would have been a whole new food source of things that you know people could enjoy and put in sausages. Because Louisiana loves boudin and sausage. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> You're like I need. Some. I'm just trying to figure, figure out how to eat this fucking thing. It's like a, it's like any other like small crittery animal that you would eat. Like, I don't know. Just put it on a spit, just fire. See, I guess like a chicken, but not. Chickens aren't hairy. Mm. I'm trying to think of something small and hairy people eat. Oh, you could do like a cuckoo, not a cuckoo. Um, what is it? There was definitely a vagina joke there. Oh, there almost was. No, I was thinking in um. I forgot the country, but they eat gerbils. Oh, down South America. Yeah, like they eat gerbils. Oh, it's guinea pigs that they eat. Oh, yeah, the guinea pigs. Yeah, you know, they're all small I mean, furry. for fuck's sake, that thing looks like a big guinea pig. See? Oh. 
So you just market them as giant guinea pig. Well, that might not go over so great in the States either. So it's teeth. Yeah, but once it's on the spit and cooked, you don't see the teeth. Right. Well, and that was kind of the whole thing in South America where they're like, it's. But their their whole deal is that you could pick the one you eat. And I'm like, man, they're still kind of cute. Nutra, not so cute. And they smell like swamp. Because they live in the swamp. Swamp's not a sexy smell. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. Nope. That's why they call it swamp ass for a reason. Mm. A lot of people don't get that reference. Like I've brought it up, you know, because it was pretty hot here when I first got in. Like it was in the 90s. And I was like, Ooh, it was like, it's swamp ass day. And people were like, what? And I'm like. What kind of stupid people are you speaking to that don't understand swamp ass? Swamp ass. Like you get the sweat in your ass crack. Like you could put the chief cream so you. Like that all. <laughs> he gets all, all wet. Like when you have like really big boobs, you get like, I call it Mountain Dew. <laughs> the cavern, the cavern gets a little. But sometimes, okay, so not like having big boobs is like a blessing and a curse. Sometimes it's really great because like a bra like this, I can store all kinds of things. In my boobs, which is awesome. So I don't always have to like carry a purse around depending on where I'm going. But when it's super hot outside, you get like all the boob sweat. So you have to evaluate what you're putting in your boobs because then it's going to get sweaty. Yeah, because the last thing you want is water damage on your phone because you put it in your tits. Right. So it's like you have to just put it in the side. So that's a boob pocket. For the audio version, the phone just is gone. It's gone. It's like a magician. It's like, where, right. where to go? I can put one in the other side so I can carry two phones. So if I'm with someone, they're like, can you hold my phone? I'm like, sure. I can put it in the other side. <laughs> the more you know, folks, the more you know. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting game. I used to play with friends. Like, we'd get really drunk and we'd play what's in Sarah's tits. And I'd go in her house and just steal odds and ends and just, like, hide them in my boobs and gradually reveal them. And I'm all like... I got your flip-flops. <laughs> that is fucking ridiculous. It was like a magic show. It's great. Like one time I had like a whole bottle of water, but when I pulled it out, it busted. <laughs> so you gave yourself a wet t-shirt contest? I did. It was like, surprise. <laughs> it's a t-shirt contest. Woo. But it's kind of great because I can carry flasks to things. Like, because as long as they don't like beep you. You know, they're just like, they check your bag. They just plastic flasks are a thing. Right. I can carry like a bunch of flasks. Have as you long seen? As it doesn't matter if the alcohol gets warm. Have you, you seen the cooking. bras that just fill with wine? I did, but they're okay. So they're small. They're not really made for that. Like, imagine if I put that on, because the thing is, when you put the wine, it gets bigger. Right. I mean, really. Just really. It'd be pretty ridiculous. Yeah. It'd be like, well, now they're only counting here. And they're just like. My back strain. Oh, my poor back. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I can just like pocket flasks. I've done that for things where I'm just like, I don't really want to buy alcohol there. Because I'm pretty sure your breasts weigh more than a newborn. Yeah, they're heavy. They're really heavy. Like, yeah, there's definitely children that weigh less than your breasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah's got a very strong core. <laughs> yeah. 
I had to go to physical therapy for a while for my neck because of like all the like the kind of strain from everything. And there was like my doctor was trying to figure out a nice way to say, you know, it was from my chest weight. And he's like, you have a lot of forward mass was the way he put it. That sounds worse. I was like, are you saying I'm fat? <laughs> Which is not inaccurate. Like, that's not a lie. And I'm OK with that. And he's like, no, it's more of your top heavy. Doc, are you saying I have big fucking tits? Right. And I'm all like, I've already made you uncomfortable enough. It's fine. It's fine. Has any doctor like recommended breast reduction? One of them did. His, well, and he kind of tied it into like, hey, you know, if you decide you want to lose weight, then you could also do a breast reduction. And like he kind of turned it into this whole like plastic surgery adventure. And that's not really my lifestyle. I'm like, look, dude, I've had a lot of like for real, real surgeries and I'm not into getting put under unless I have to because it's awkward <laughs> especially like I had an endoscopy once and I woke up during it so I don't like getting put under unless it's an emergency <laughs> like I have to because that time I woke up was weird oh what the fuck happened okay so an endoscopy they lay you on your side and they put a tube down your throat to look at your esophagus and your stomach so it's not like it's not like a painful procedure but they do take like biopsies and stuff so it's a little weird and it's funny because they put you under and then they put this thing in your mouth. So you look like a blow up doll, which I didn't realize until when I woke up. So I'm on my side. I'm all like, I woke up. I was like, huh. you know, like, <laughs> but I didn't realize I was still in the procedure. And I was like, wait, I hear beeping. You know, because I'm kind of looking around. I realized I couldn't just get up. I was on my side. I'm like, and I look down and I could see like the, and I was like, Oh shit! <laughs> you know, like I'm so attached to this. And like, can I go to like kind of sit up? Like I'm trying to pick myself up, and I literally hear the doctor, "Oh fuck, give her more Versed." <laughs> <laughs> and I joked with the anesthesiologist before. I was like, "Oh, you're gonna give me the Michael Jackson special?" <laughs> they didn't give me enough. <laughs> was that joke too soon? I'm sorry. He's been dead for like ten years. Okay, that's cool. Like. He's down to being a skeleton at this I point. Some people are sensitive. He's not. He's dead. Oh, he, he. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's... No, I'm not going there. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going there. Sorry. So, yeah, it oh. was weird, though, because, like, I woke up and I was like... <gasps> oh. But, yeah, you wake up and you're like... Uh, uh, <laughs> it was weird. I was just trying to figure out what happened to Dr. Conrad Murray. Oh, didn't, well, he got convicted and didn't he go, he served a little time or a lot. I don't remember how much. Oh, hey, there's fast facts from February of this year. Oh, this is one of those, the more, you know, episodes where we're just dredging up the past, bringing you lots of facts. And <laughs> As we're pulling up the facts and Sarah's. Distractingly shaking it. He published a book in 2016. Oh. Oh, was it one of those like, whoops, oopsies? I didn't think I gave out that many drugs. Well, they revoked, they revoked his medical license in 2013. Well, that's to be kind of expected. I think he might still be in jail. Mm. This is a really not up to date for something that was published in 2019 the last century is July 26, 2016 yeah maybe he's still serving mm -hmm. 
Well, that should be in there at that point. Right? Like, he wrote a book from jail. Yeah, is it a jailhouse book? Or is he out? Or I mean, when you're in jail, you have a lot of time to write. Yeah. Not on a computer. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends. I think they give them computers these days. Yeah. I don't go to jail. I try not to. Yeah, it's not my not my aesthetic. Have you failed in that try before? Have you ended up in jail, Sarah? Only, like, it, God, it was forever ago. It was very brief. What happened? Um, you're all like, what happened? Oh, what happened? Oh, no, what happened? Oh, no, it was, it was for, uh, it was forever ago. Like, it was a juvenile thing. Is it a fun juvenile thing? No, it wasn't that fun. You shoplifted? Oh, God, no, no. That's weird. I have this weird thing about stealing. Oh, I was just like, right in the breast pockets. Right? I know, I really should have, like, I should have taken that to my advantage all these years. But I don't know. I have this weird thing about stealing where I'm like, I can't steal. That's a good thing to have. No, no, it is really good. But even things like, like I, I except cucumbers, you can steal cucumbers. No, that was paid for and left in the parking lot. It was in the parking lot. It was definitely paid for. Someone forgot it. It fell out of their bag and they forgot it. It was a neglected cucumber that needed to be eaten. That was just being resourceful and making sure it got eaten. Whatever you got, to tell yourself to sleep at night. I didn't take it out of the store. No, you just stole from a person instead of Jeff Bezos. Hmm. Jeff Bezos is like a... Right, it's okay to steal from Bezos. Right, it's okay to steal from Bezos. Stealing from people is not so cool. If he left that cucumber in the parking lot... Jeff Bezos, if you left your cucumber in the parking lot... Well, I was just saying, (laughs) if you had stole from the store, it was a Whole Foods, right? Then you would have been stealing from Bezos. Whoever left that cucumber in the parking lot at 365, I got $2 cash money for you. Let me know. I'll cash app you. <laughs> it was delicious, by the way. <laughs> no, it's a good thing not to be a thief. Like, that's a good right. thing to be. Like, I'm not the kind of person who would, like, go and steal a pen off someone's desk. Now, if it's at a business and it's marketing pens, like, it's the jar of marketing pens. That's not stealing. That's not stealing. But if it's like, oh, you're my coworker and it's a pen on your desk, I'm not going to take it from you because that's your ink pen. And you probably had to buy it yourself because most offices are really cheap. This is true. I used to work in corporate. I know. I'm really curious what you went to jail for now. <laughs> it, it was just involving some drug stuff. Fun drugs or just weed? It was a mix of things. I just, I, I developed a niche for, for marketing. All right. <laughs> I'm a sales and marketing professional. <laughs> Right? And even if it wasn't, even if you got out last week, porn will still have you. Right? Because, I mean, it's not like I cut off someone's day. Porn will definitely still have you if you do that, too. <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt got some offers. Oh, that's true. And then, uh, what's his face? Mr. Bobbitt had his penis reattached and enhanced, and he did a couple videos. Right. So, yeah, that's true. We're porn. We don't discriminate. Yeah. I mean, you have to do, like, something really, really awful I think you have to do something really awful to someone who's already established in the industry. If you right. do something awful to some civilian, oh, no, they'll no. offer you a fucking... Right. Like, if it's civilian stuff and you're a horrible person, then you're like, oh, I just made $2 million with this one video of me, you know, smoking a blunt and sucking the dick. <laughs> Makes me think I should do something horrible. Not it. <laughs> Not it. No one's giving you $2 million if you do something horrible to me. Oh. <laughs> Putting that out there. If anyone's thinking about doing something horrible to me... 
You're not going to make two million afterwards. Don't do anything horrible to him. He's actually nice people. <laughs> That's also a lie, but. I amazingly have never, I've never been arrested. Yeah? yeah. Never, never had like actual police officer cuff you. Never had the bracelets on. I did. I, oh, not even recreationally, like with a broad. No. No, I'm not into giving up control like that. Mm. Yeah. See, that's not my jam either. I'm not into actual police cuffs because they're just not comfortable for anyone. Like they're not. They're not meant to be. Right. Well, but they're just, I'm like, eh, it's not. Mm. There's so many other options like zip ties and things. And they're faster, and you don't have to find a key. See? And you just cut them off. Yeah. Hopefully, you can find scissors easier than I could open that jar. Hmm. Then nothing would be more awkward than you have, like, your partner zip tied to a bed, like, ah, uh, shit. I'm going to have to find a neighbor with scissors. I own so many pairs of scissors because I had this habit of misplacing them. I'm like, I'll just buy another pair of scissors. And then I was cleaning up, and now I have, like, eight pairs of scissors all in one place. Have you accidentally zip tied a partner to the bed and left them? No, no. Fortunately, I didn't do that. But yeah, it was. It, it's been some interesting things where I had like zip tied a cock, where it's like a bunch of zip ties on a dick. Ouch! And and it was the kind of thing where I was like, uh, by the way, I don't know where my scissors are. So you're gonna have to get real, real soft for those to loosen up enough to slide off, maybe. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, <laughs> I would be worried if, like, there were zip ties on my penis about the scissors going in between the zip tie and my penis to cut them in the first place. Well, but the idea was was that if he had gotten, like, kind of soft, because I put him on fairly tight anyway. So even when he got, like, kind of soft, I could just snip him off. But in this case, it was like, no, you're going to have to get, like, you're going to have to put that on ice and get super soft. Uh, yeah. That's just. Sounds unpleasant <laughs> all around. Like, oh, new. No. That was the point. Yeah, that is definitely not my I mean, jam. Not the losing the scissor part, but the. Yeah. Sure. It wasn't intentional. You didn't intentionally lose the scissors. No, I really didn't. Sure. I now believe I'm you, better. sir. Like, now I have one in the scissor. There's one in the, in the scissor in the kitchen. Moonshine. Hey, this episode brought to you by Kentucky Fun Apple Moonshine. Oof. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. How did it start smooth? And then like, <sighs> as time goes on, like, no, less smooth. Mm. Alcohol is supposed to work in the opposite way. It's like, right. It's supposed to be horrible burn. Then like, mm, I don't I care anymore. It. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, Fun times. The zip ties were in personal life or for a scene? That was, oh, no, we did that for a video. I mean, you know, I'm cool with that personal life too, but yeah. it was great for a video though. <laughs> Was this someone you normally perform with, or was it just like... Yeah, it's a friend that I sometimes do, like, those types of videos with. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I was just I was doing, like, random bar hook. I'm like, hey, now that you're back here, let's zip tie that dick. <laughs> I've always kind of joked about that, where I'm like, that would be really funny to surprise someone with. Like, hey, I got a glory hole at home. Stick your dick through it. See what happens. <laughs> I do actually have a glory hole at home. It's for video purposes, but it's always fun to tell people, like, I have a collapsible glory hole. <laughs> you should just bring it to the bar with you and just set it up. Like, that would be so funny because, like, it bolts into the wall <laughs> and I can just collapse it and then, like, curtains hide it. So it's not really obvious. You know, in case maintenance comes over and they're like, why do you have a glory hole? I don't know if they would really know that's what it is, but they might. Or they're just like, why do you have a wall, like, a collapsible wall with a hole in it? Right. That's like, dick, huh? 
It's really weird. Right. I mean, it's a little weird that you have it in the first place, but it's really weird if someone doesn't know what it is. Right. Like, why did you drill an alternate wall into your wall? Patching that when I move out is going to be its own speckle. Lots of speckle. I mean, I lived there for six years. I don't plan to get the deposit back. And you're not planning to leave anytime soon, right? I don't know. You never know. Plan to make the I mean, jump to not, L.A.? Eh, if opportunity presents, you know, that could be fun. I've been out here like every month for the last few months, so you never know. <laughs> Fucking do it. Do yeah, it. If I find the right place and whatnot, that would it would be really rad. L.A. is a fun fucking place. There's a lot it of is. shit going on. There is. There is. And I could, you know, a, definitely a lot more like filming opportunities. And probably more marketing opportunities, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So if I were like, market and now we drink, how would you market this show? Whew. So usually I don't. <laughs> it's one of those like. Oh, I've been drinking moonshine. And I know. Asking <laughs> and, the awkward questions. Oh, you're asking the hard I didn't know this was a hard question show. And usually, like, I have time to, like, kind of write and draw things. And I'm like, oh, that was a, this in front of me. So, yeah, that, that always takes a little time to come up with. But, yeah, marketing, you know, it's one of those. It'd be like finding people who obviously like alcohol and hearing about alcohol. But learning about different topics because you do interview so many different types of people. Like, it's not just industry people. You talk to kind of a little bit of everyone. That's what I try to do. Which is fun, though, because it's, it's in a way, it's a variety show. So it's like, learn about anything and everything, but also booze. Uh, I've been describing it to some people recently as, like, personal drunk history. Right? Because every time I describe it to someone, they're like, what drunk history? I'm like, well. In a way, think of yourself as a folklorist. I don't know if you've ever thought about it that way. No, I definitely have not. No, but I mean, I know that's a really kind of odd term because a lot of people think of folklore as a very specific kind of thing. But in a way, you are a folklorist because people are telling you their stories. And essentially, that is folklore, whether they're telling you their history or whatever. But it's still like a sense of folklore. So you're a you're like a drunken folklorist. As all the good ones are, right? Right. I can't imagine Mark Twain was very sober. Never. I think he also enjoyed a little little bonus drugs every now and then. I mean, that man named himself after a rope. Well, yeah, to mark distance. I mean, but still, he named himself after a rope. Hmm. There were drugs involved. See? I at least named myself after my shitty high school nickname. <laughs> I went with the, uh, the old Hollow Notes song. Sarah Smile? Because mm-hmm. I was stuck. I was like, I need a name that's not actually my name. And then it happened to be playing, and I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> oh, good thing Maneater wasn't on. Right? Well, I mean, Mallory Maneater already took that one, so. I think you came first. Oh, that's possible. That is possible. But, yeah. And I don't know if she actually took that from Hollow Notes. She I doubt it. She strike me as a Hollow Notes kind of lady. I don't think she is. Yeah, I don't think that's her jam. <laughs> It could surprise you, though. You never know. You never know. You're right. I mean, I generally don't dive into the origin of people's names because that, I feel, is cliche content. Right. It could be interesting, though, because some people probably do have, like, way cool stories, and then others are just like, no, it really is, like, my street and my dog's name. Well, the thing about it is uh, it's one of those things, like, it's why don't ask people about their favorite positions? Why don't ask who they want right. to work with? Right. Because every everybody. other thing asks that. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I mean, don't care. 
and it's one of those like favorite position. I mean, how really in porno, like everyone shoots technically like the five core positions, unless you're doing something wild, like we're gonna throw a jackhammer in there. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about your favorite position. No one cares who you want to work with. Like the real answers to that are whatever looks good on film, whoever right. they pay me to shoot with. Yeah. Or, or it's one of those that you want to work with someone who's no longer in the industry, and then that's a whole awkward conversation. So, yeah. That's right. I want to work with Helen of Troy. See? Not a, not a, nope. People aren't into Greek mythology anymore? Nope. It's not really a selling genre. I mean, I could go dig her up. Mm, yeah. That'd be a real boner of a scene. A lot of lube needed. A lot of lube. This episode brought to you by Spock. This episode brought to you by Necrophilia. Hey. <laughs> Oof. Mm. But yeah, the, I, that's why I avoid the cliche. Well, no, and it's it's really cool to just talk about all the... There's so much other stuff. Yeah, like, oh my God, performers are three-dimensional people that have interests away from their fucking job. Right, because that's the thing. I mean, yeah, like, most of my life is really, really focused around my work, but... So much of that is also the boring aspects that people wouldn't care about. Where I'm like, hey, I learned this new tool on an editing software. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, yeah. Everyone else already knew about that. It's like, I'm self-taught. Leave me alone. <laughs> right? <laughs> but either way, like, no one wants to know how the soup's made. Right. That's the whole thing. No one no one likes to know all the, the background. They just want to know, like, so who are you banging next? Honestly, I'm not sure. Probably myself. <laughs> well, and that's just... Definitely yeah. myself, actually. It's definitely myself. Or some lucky Uber driver. Moonshine. Mm, hey. What's up, Uber driver? Or Lyft driver. Yeah, you know. Don't discriminate. Lyft share driver. <laughs> or ride share driver, sorry. <laughs> I was about to say, you're begging someone in a pool? Brave. <laughs> oh, it's an orgy now. <laughs> this car is full. <laughs> As far as no one's shot that scene yet. Oh man, that's unfortunate. Like now I have goals. The the rideshare pool fucking orgy. Right. Why has that not actually been shot? That has to have been shot. I don't know, but now now I have a whole goal. Cause and it's gotta be done in like I guess they haven't shot it because it would actually be hard to shoot. You'd have to do it with, I guess, a ton of GoPros. And then they don't want anyone to see the older GoPros. I'm like, fuck that. It's idea that it's a ridiculous scene. And you got like eight GoPros stuck all over the car. In a Prius. Yes, that's the point. It's got to be a very small car. And people are too big for the car. You know, they're very tall. And just legs and arms everywhere. <laughs> Unlike fake taxis. Fucking taxi is the largest taxi I've ever fucking seen. Exactly. Like, I like the idea of being like a very tight space and awkward. And, you know, it's like. Your foot's, like, out the window. Well, and the scene would definitely start <laughs> off with, like, the girl in the middle just kind of skiing. See? Yeah. So you're doing this, and then all of a sudden you're, like, making out with the person in the front. You know? Like, I don't know. There, I mean, it'd be a five-person scene. I'm into it. See? I'm just giving away gold on air again. I mean, that could be a whole series of rideshare orgy. Yeah. And do it in different types of cars. Be like, and today we're in a smart car. Today we're in an XL, like right, like we're in a smart car. We could only fit two people in here. We're in a Model Three. We just put it on auto drive. 
No, I so I had a conversation with someone about that and the whole like the the dicey legalities about that with putting it on smart drive and like you know what if something happened or you know it's like eh fuck it. I mean it's the same dicey legality if you get into an accident while getting roadhead. Exactly. It's like, fuck, I'm I mean you're probably gonna lose your penis over it. Because mm. someone's gonna <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Good times. Still have allowed myself to get roadhead. Like, yeah, fuck the fuck the consequences. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe at the time it was like, oh, this is really hot. And like in hindsight, it's like, man, that is potentially really stupid. Right. Like there are a lot of ways it could go wrong. It could be dangerous. Especially because of the little sports car and she had to like lean over the fucking oh, the, yeah. the center bit. The, oh, the console thing. It's like <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I was into it, but it was still like, uh, this is probably not comfortable for you. Yeah, sometimes it's not about the comfort. It's about the, like, checking it off the list kind of thing of, like, look what I got to do. Hey, I mean, whatever turns her on, we fit, we're playing board games at a friend's house, and then like, she wanted to blow me on the way back to my place after playing board games. And it's like, whatever gets you wet, girl. See? That raging game of apples to apples. Right? Where you're like, oh, my God. I was so into that game. Sorry, oh, you just slid the piece down. Oh. <laughs> oh, it really did for me. <laughs> what board game gets you wet? I'm not a big board game kind of person. I like Clue though, old style Clue. You like murder. murder? Murder gets me wet. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, murder. It's it's my jam. <laughs> That is really a fucked up game to have children play. Like, right. <laughs> hey, children, investigate this violent murder that was done mostly with bludgeoning objects. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a smooth, like, somewhere in a house, right? A large home that you're in as well. Yes. Try to discover who the killer is. Right. Like, that's a really morbid game for children. Whose bright idea was it to make a board game about murder? It's based on a movie. No, the movie's based on the game. No. Yes. Really? Yes. The movie's based on the game, and then they broke out Tim Curry for the movie? Yeah. Oh, wow. Now that's that's a fun bit of trivia. I'm trying to see what age the Clue board game is appropriate for. I'm like, this game is great for children six to... Ages eight and up. Oh, there's not even hair on your balls and you're learning about murder. I'm trying to think what, I don't even know what eight, eight-year-olds are like in third grade or something, second or third? Second or third grade. Yeah. They can't even write in cursive. Right. But they're learning no, about murder. They, don't they not teach cursive anymore anyway? Fuck if I know. I don't have any children I pay for. I don't have, I don't have. <sighs> wow. That's very specific. I don't have any kids. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any I know about. So, fun story about kids, though. A friend of mine um, is a GM at a restaurant and was joking with me that he had hired. He was like, did you have a child, like, 19 years ago? And I was like, no, I think, number one, not possible. Number two, I think I would have (laughs) known. I think I would have been aware of that. He's like, you got to come to the restaurant right now. (laughs) So, I show up at the restaurant. I'm like, Holy shit, that kid looks just how I looked as a high school senior. 
That's fucked up. Right. It was really, really spooky because like I could not have had children 19 years ago. Like that's not how the math plays. But this kid really looks. I was like, oh, it's like a baby twin. It was weird. So we were talking about it. And he was like, get her to talk to you so I can take a picture of you guys together. But she won't notice. <laughs> so it was this whole joke about that I had a kid that I didn't know about. And I'm like, I would totally know if I was pregnant for nine months. <laughs> well, you were in a coma. Oh. Like the bride. Yeah. So just FYI, Clue was made in 1949. Oh. They've been teaching kids about murder for a long time. Poor children. It's actually originally a UK game. So it was made in the UK during World War II. I guess you kind of needed to know about murder then. Because it was uh, devised in 1943. It just came to the U.S. in... Or it was first manufactured in 49, but it was developed in 43 during the war. The war. Like, in the UK that's getting fucking bombed, let's play a game about murder, kids. That's, that just doesn't feel that lighthearted. Well, like, when your country's being bombed by a bunch of genocidal maniacs, it's not really a time for being lighthearted. Yeah, it's like an odd distraction. Let's solve a murder. Well, we've got to go to bomb shelters. Right. Sorry, kids. We'll have to come back to this later. Hopefully the pieces haven't moved. <laughs> hey, thankfully they aren't playing Monopoly. Otherwise, they're like, just bring the bombs. Right. Like, we hate each other anyway. <laughs> mm, I love Monopoly, actually. I haven't played in a long time. It's such a long game. I know there's a way to expedite it to make it like a faster pace. Yeah, be ruthless. Mm. Yeah, I haven't played in a long time. It's been a long time since I've played, but, oh, I like Monopoly. Like, oh, no, no, pay your rent or give me your property (laughs) or get the fuck out. I mean, the shitty part about Monopoly is when you drive other players from the game and then it's still going. Um, And you're like. You get to watch us play now. Just sit back. Enjoy. Watch the show. Enjoy us. Circle around the board, narrowly avoiding bankruptcy on every roll. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, that's a, it can be a long game. Oh, it can. It can. can indeed. Painful game. It is. <laughs> I don't know why, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, you're still in it. I'm still in it. I'm actually still playing a game from eighth grade, like on weekends. <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to win. Could just, Bob, give up. I'm going to win. And like give up that last piece of property. I mean, we've been playing since 1997. There have been girls that were born and started in porn since we started this game. It is probably time to close that chapter. No, no. not until I win. Victory will be fucking mine. <laughs> fucking mine. Bobby's calling you out. How dare you fucking try to take New York Avenue from me? I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, I'm just, I was just going to keep going with it. Just beat it right into the fucking ground. Moonshine. <laughs> moonshine. Absurd Monopoly references. <laughs> Glory holes. Who knows? Oh, my God. This is going to be an interesting episode to summarize. Oh. <laughs> like, so moonshine happens. <laughs> so is this life in Kentucky's like every weekend? That's what I wonder. Have you ever watched the... I know I'm going to get the title wrong. It's like the wild whites of West Virginia. I have. That's basically 
Because I feel like that's all the same kind of. Yeah. Same kind of white people. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Someone's going to leave a message and be like, we're not the same. I, we're not from West Virginia. Right. <laughs> no, you just border it. We don't do that. We do this. I'm like, that's about the same. <laughs> we don't live in trailer parks. I don't know. We got a full acre. They're double wides. They're not, they're not trailers. I don't It's a manufactured home. Speaking of that, did you see the whole last week tonight bit about manufactured homes? No. John Oliver did a thing on it a couple months back. Like oh. it was an actually interesting piece about like hmm. yes, it is very affordable housing. The problem is you don't own the land that they're on generally. Right. Like you have to go buy your land and then buy your Well, no, a lot of times they rent the land. And that's what fucks you. Like, because they're not truly mobile, they're right. manufactured. Right. So you got your house for 10000 but you're paying rent on the land, and more and more corporations are buying up trailer parks. Oh. And, See, and that's not so much like in Louisiana, that's not as much of an issue because people who want a type of housing will either like go buy their land or like, you know, they have family who has land or whatever. So it's not as big of a problem as other. I guess states communities where that happens, where people can get swindled like that. Cause people are like, Oh no, I got Pawpaw's land. You know, and then they go buy their home and then put it there. Well, it's crazy. There's a trailer park that overlooks the ocean, like in the Pacific Palisades. What? Yeah. If you roll up PCH North of Santa Monica, there is a trailer home that overlooks the ocean. What? Some corporation has to own that fucking shit. Oh my God. Um, like, yeah. Welcome to the Beverly Hills of the trailer parks. <gasps> Then you're like, how much is, like, oh, my God, how much are those worth? Or how much, how is, much the, is the rent? How much or, is the rent on the trailer park right. overlooking the ocean on PCH? Right. Because I, I did, I helped with a catering event that was in Santa Monica in one of those, like, sky-risey um, apartment buildings. And it was beautiful because it was a rooftop event. It was super pretty. And I think the rent started for a studio. It was, like, ten grand a month. And I was just like. Uh, Pacific Palisades Bowl Mobile Estates LLC. Wow. Um, and I'm trying to see how much a place is there. Like, oh, they have a website. Like there are no availabilities, sir. <laughs> Space rent is approximately 1,200 a month. Well, that's not. There's the trailer park. You could just walk to the ocean. Yeah, I told you it's literally. It is. It is oceanfront. Space rent, approximately 1200 a month. We do allow new construction additions and upgrades for a two-story home. Uh, Can so you get a two-story fucking mobile home? If apparently. You're, if you're clever, I guess. Apparently I you can. I, I, I don't know that level of constructionary madness. And they have a community pool and jacuzzi. Mmm. Mmm. All sorts of interesting shit you'll get there. Mmm. That's so wild. Come soak in that skin soup. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Not enough moonshine in the world to clean that fucker. <laughs> Poor little. But that, that's just mind-boggling. Like, technically, you could live in a mobile home in a nicer part of town than I live in. On the ocean. Yeah. Just, yeah. On the ocean. Yeah, literally on the ocean. Like, because it that fucking thing, I don't know if you could see from the picture, is actually on a hill. So you're looking, you're looking down, yeah. down on the fucking ocean. 
so fucking weird. Like, how the fuck is that prime real estate a manufactured home park? But then you almost have to wonder how for that price, just knowing kind of LA real estate and whatnot and some of the Santa Monica stuff, like how they are on the inside. Like, are they really slummy or are they kind of upkept? It had three and a half stars on Google for reviews. Hmm. I mean, I feel as as manufactured home parks go, three and a half stars is fucking killer. So, yeah. It might not be that bad. It might not be that bad. Might not be that good. Right. But it might not be that bad. But I always feel like with internet reviews, people are more apt to complain than compliment. Oh, yeah. Because compliments, who's going to put in the effort to compliment someone? Right. Like they're way more apt to go and list their complaints than like, oh, I I had a great experience living here. It was fine. And then I moved on to whatever. I mean, really, how are you going to get a better manufactured home spot than right there? True. Unless you really did want to move to Kentucky for moonshine. I mean, some people got some odd priorities. Whatever makes them happy. I mean, well, you know, and a job might take you somewhere else too. Fair, fair. I hope to be successful enough one day to retire to the mobile home park overlooking the ocean. Overlooking the ocean. You can just walk out there. With your bottle of moonshine, <laughs> your mason jar full of moonshine. Just look out in the ocean. Life is great. I don't know why I got that accent. Just you, Wow, you went full forest. I full, did. Full forest gump. Full. I didn't go full retard. I just went full forest gump. Full forest gump. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> oh, my God. But before we wrap, I, I just have to regale the audience with some shenanigans that happened just today while it's fresh in my mind. Oh, no. So I experienced a new level of porn thirst today. Like, this is insane. So I have this dude like a bunch of my pictures on Instagram. I'm like, oh, cool. New fan, whatever. Guy slides in my DMs. I'm like, oh, he's probably going to ask some question about the show or something. Bro, I see you're at Dames and Games a lot, which is the strip club that books me to do live shows at and stuff like that. For those of you who have never come out to any of the events, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm I'm there fairly often. He's like, I was watching after Porn Ends, the documentary. And I guess on one of the, because there's multiple parts of that doc. I guess one of them, they had one of the performers like there for a Caliente cage rage and had pictures from the club. He's like, you see that girl in the background with the amazing ass? Do you know who that is? I'm like, no, man, I have no clue who that is. Well, what dancers do you know there? I'm like, I actually don't really know any of the dancers. I'm just booked there. Well, I got to know who that is. Next time you're there, can you ask for me? Wasn't that film quite some time ago? It's been a minute since that came out. Yeah. Oh, and this dude lives in Brazil. (laughs) That's even better. Like, one, I'm not going to go try to find out whose amazing ass that was. Two, you're in Brazil, man. You're in the land of amazing asses. Right. Three, what are you going to do with that information if I get it for you? Right. Like, There's so many questions on, like, what's going on here? But I'm like, I'll ask around. Like, not, I have no intention of actually asking. Mm. Cool, man. I'll wait for your response. Mm. But, yeah, I, I'm like, they don't call it a Brazilian butt lift for nothing. Right. But what level of fucking porn thirst are you at that you're, like, trying to track down the girl in the background of a shot of a documentary. (laughs) 
Not one of the people in the documentary. Right. And I'm definitely not in the dock. So he did a dive when he saw like he saw the dock, figured out where I'm sure they talked about what club it was in. Did a dive on their social media, found mm-hmm. me through their social media, then dove into my DMs. That's that's not quite like FBI research, but like that is another fucking level. <laughs> There's a police department who could use him. He's just not asking the right questions, though. Right. And it's just like I, I don't comprehend on why. Why are you asking me? Because you're another dude. No other chick would have even replied to that. Oh, I'm sure he slid into some girls' DMs. He probably slid right. into the club's DMs. Mm-hmm. And, and I, he- I only responded because it like started with, "Hey, man, I got a question." I figured he had a question about the show. Yeah, because that's what you're. You're like, oh, you're asking about the show. Yeah, and like I like to interact with people who listen to the show. I'm happy to do it. Like, oh no, you're asking me Indian questions. And the thing about it is, even if I knew that girl, I'm not giving you her contact info. Like, what kind of person would I be? Right. No, like, definitely. Hey, this woman that I know and I'm probably friendly with, if I have her contact info, I'm just going to give her number to the stranger on the internet from Brazil. I don't care if he's from fucking down the street. <laughs> but yeah, that's a whole other thing. Like even people where it's like, let's say like we had a mutual acquaintance, like a friend of mine as an acquaintance of yours. Even then I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, here's his number. Cause like, you just don't know, like, is that person crazy? Right. Well, and the thing, I just don't do it unless I would like specifically ask you like, Hey, this person I know, this is the relationship. Right. Wind your contact info. Exactly. Is that cool? Exactly. Or I'd be like, they wanted you to have their contact info. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Use it at your own discretion. Right. Where it's that like safety level of, hey, double checking. Right. I don't just give people's numbers out. No. Especially not in this industry. Fuck it's, no. Whew, people are wild. Hell, I just had a previous guest. Like, was like, one of my friends wants to do the show. I'm like, all right, cool. And then it was like a day or two. I'm like, you can give her my number. Like, <laughs> I haven't heard anything. I'm assuming you're, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. Just give her my number. It's cool. Yeah, because it's just that courtesy of, you know, it's like, here's my contact info. Yeah, no, and she's doing the right thing. I just thought it was funny. Like, yeah, no, I said I'd love to have her on. Like, oh, yeah, I got to give the additional yeah. green light here. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But Jesus Christ, it's like, in what world? In what world? Like, this is the same kind of mentality of like, almost an addictor because she'll fall in love. Oh, that's a whole. Oh, that you could do like a whole series talking about dick pics, which is like a group of people. Like, let me tell you about all the dick pics I received. Well, and I'm bummed it never really went anywhere. But me and Draven had speaking of the old school episodes, briefly had a segment where we were reading everything about a dick pic besides the dick. That's awesome. No, and that's a whole. So I offer dick ratings to fans, where I'm like, if you pay me, you can send a few pictures of your dicks and. Like, I will tell you about it. And it's primarily telling them about the photography of their dick. Because, you know, it's like, fine, you want to know, like, how your dick stands in. There's flattering lighting. There's unflattering lighting. Right. Yeah, because sometimes it's like they'll shoot this photo where I'm like, dude, like, you made your dick look like something else. You know, or whatever. Like, you know, the the picture is so dark, I can't even tell it's penis. Yeah, or whatever. So it, it is partly like telling them how to take better photos and also reminding them like, please don't send unsolicited dick photos to people because they don't appreciate it. But, you know, and also like kind of telling them like, 
you do have a normal dick. Unless they let me know, like, hey, I'm into small penis humiliation. And I'm like, oh, well, now we're going down that slope. <laughs> Here we go. But, you know, because for some people, they do like that reassurance of knowing that they have a normal penis. But other people. Hey, dudes. Different. I'll give you, you a know? little bit of advice. No matter what you're packing, if you're confident about it when you pull it out, that's all that matters. That's pretty accurate. Like, as long as you, you know, feel good about your dick. It's a wang. It's a good thing. Because the thing about it is, if someone wants to get naked with you, and they're getting naked with you, you're already in the game. That is true. And Now, there are a couple. There are two important things. Take a shower. Because if you do pull it out, and there's, like, swampy things happening, there's no amount of pretty that's going to fix a swamp smell. <laughs> True, true. But I've definitely been with people that were too polite to say, uh, well, I mean, there's definitely been hot summer days where just hookups have happened. Right, right. No, I mean, that's. I mean, yeah, I probably should have gone and taken a quick shower. But, you know, sometimes when it's hot and heavy in the moment, you just got to read the fucking room. Well, yeah. But if you haven't showered for two days, that's a whole other fucking story. Right. But either way, you just got to own your fucking penis. Be like, hey, she wants to get naked with me. Cool. Like, that's. Like, I'm not a fucking Greek Adonis here. But you know what? At the point where someone wants to get naked with me, it's like fucking clothes are being thrown across the goddamn room because this person wants to get naked. Right. It's really that simple. That's the general. If someone's into you, they're going to be cool with your penis. And if someone, like, puts the brakes on because of your penis, that's on them. Did you really want to be with that person to begin with? Exactly. Is that the person that you want to have the potential consequences with? Of having sex, because sex is all fun and games. And knock on wood, there's no consequences that come from your encounter. But there can be. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, you could have a kid 19 years later. Yeah, that you didn't even realize you were, like, carrying around for nine months. Maybe they just cut it out of you. And- right. Maybe it was some kind of, like, alien homostasis, whatever. It's or, a clone. Or they stole one of your eggs. Oh... That's such a bad idea. This DNA is like. (laughs) Yeah, I know that one too. (laughs) Probably don't need to breed. Yeah. It's okay. I'm happy with it. I'm I'm good with it. I just need someone to float my body down the Ganges when it's over, but. I told my friends to just like bury – they have a really jungly backyard. I was like, just bury me in the backyard. Act like nothing happened. Let the plants grow over me. It's cool. I don't know what I want to do with my final resting place. Figure that out later. Yeah. That's what I call a future problem. That's right. It's and, and when it does happen, it's not your problem. No, but I definitely don't want to be that dick who like leaves a lot of problems for my loved ones. That is true. Like having to deal with my dad's estate, like that was just a fucking nightmare because he had no pre- he had no preparation for it. Yeah, so come up with a pseudo plan. Well, I have life insurance for an epic open bar. Hey, there's enough life insurance to cover an epic open bar. Well, at least you covered the you know the important part, right? Because if everyone's trash, they won't really care what happens to my body. See, I mean, really, like your body's just the vessel. It's true. It's very true. And on that morbid note, we're actually going to call last call, Sarah. Hey. <laughs> Sorry to get kind of weird there. No, it's just a timing thing. It's 
<laughs> I would happily continue down that path. Yes. Here we go. As we have multiple times, but we're going to call last call just because we're already over two hours in this motherfucker. Wow, look at us go. Right? So where can they find you on the socials? Where can they find all? Ooh, there's so much. Um, probably the easiest thing is to go to... Um, actually, I should just double check that because I'm slow. But my Twitter is uh, Sarah Star XXX. The easiest thing... Wow, I'm still having... I'm wonky today. Moonshine. Right. The moonshine. The moonshine. So the easiest thing to find me on is um, allmylinks.com slash Sarah Star. And that gives you access to lots and lots of my links. Because, you know, you'll get my Twitter, my Instagram, my mini vids, my Snapchat, my website. There's a lot of stuff. My OnlyFans. There's, I, I'm kind of everywhere. I am. As you should be. You should be fucking everywhere. I'm I'm spread out. I'm spread like butter. Like spread eagle? I mean, that's, you know, I'm pretty flexible. So that's always an option too. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter. Matt Slayer on Instagram. Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at. And now we drink on Twitter. And now we drink on the store on Instagram. And until next week. Drink up, motherfuckers. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.